Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Well, I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. It was in the men's section. Girl shirt button on the other side. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Figured it out. Wes is wearing a girl shirt. Yes. It's a me, a man, a Garcia. (laughs) Go cojones. How about those freaking pirates? There's local politics, bud. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say well. You are terrible. And stop playing that song. Clip. Hey, man. Good to see you, brother. Did not flub at all. Send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome on in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday, a victory Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. How about those freaking pirates? East Carolina, a winner in round one of the American Athletic Conference Tournament as they knock off USF today in pretty convincing fashion. Got off to a pretty brutal start. They were down by 10 early in the game, came back to win by double digits and had a lot of fun in doing so. We will recap that one. Uh, Chandler and I are fighting through. We're tired. We just went that full two hours uh, with the ECU basketball. We gave it our all, both physically and emotionally, but we are here with you mentally. However we can give it, we did uh, earlier today in that win over South Florida. Next up, Houston. We'll get to that. Let's celebrate this one uh, before we look at that. Uh, who's who's waiting next on Friday? Alright, thanks for tuning in today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com, and we are back with you on Facebook Live and YouTube. Thanks to everybody who hung out during the game on our watch-along. If you missed it, shame on you, but good news. You can get you can do a make-good because we will be back at this very table tonight, 915-ish, for the ECU and Houston AAC Women's Basketball Championship. That's right. We're going doubleheader watch along. We're going triple header uh, here at Pirate Radio today. So we'll be back with you late night tonight as East Carolina looks to go to the NCAA tournament. Another win for the women last night. We'll recap that one as well and talk about what's coming up tonight. And remember the last time ECU and Houston met on the basketball court, it took uh, way more than 40 minutes to decide it. We'll look back at that one too. So, uh, man, fun day today, fun show today, and just a great time of the year as we are watching all the madness. And right now, East Carolina is in the middle of that madness after a men's win today, two women's wins, and they're just one win away from the NCAA tournament. Coming up on today's show, we will talk about it all with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. Break down all the conference tournament action, see what he thinks about the AAC tournament, as well as what is going on in the other conference tournaments. Right now, Florida tied with Mississippi State, five. Five seconds left. Florida is going to get the last shot. Can they get it off? One. Did he get it off? It is no good. And we are headed to overtime in Nashville. And it is fun to be doing this show while these great games are going on right now. We'll keep you up to date on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by The Buck. Jeff Nadeau will join us coming up in about 20 minutes. Brandon Manning will join us to talk some 
baseball as we get away from the basketball a little bit the pirates winners of two in a row this midweek three in a row overall take care of elon on wednesday we'll talk about the uh the tough one against queens and uh, the pirates victory yesterday and look ahead to liberty as well with brandon manning coming up at four o'clock five o'clock hour billy weaver will join us to talk about everything going on in the world of sports all right <clears throat> man i'm tired I'm going to need help from my producers today, especially one Wes Hines filling in for Shirley Rhodes. Hello, Wes. Hello, Clipper. How are you, sir? I'm great. Great to have you here, Wes. Yes, sir. Glad to hear. Um, Glad to be here. (laughs) Chandler, good to see you as well. Good to see you again. Wes, I should have told you this uh, before we started the show. Yeah. We had an issue with the satellite with Jim Rome. Oh. So I was running it off the internet. Did you take care of that? I did. Thank you very much. We should have had that meeting pre-show, but uh, my mind is discombobulated and you were coming in hot, so we uh, just had that meeting on the air. There you go. And all is well. Oh. All is well. Very yeah. good. Chandler, how you holding up? I am tired, Clip, yeah. but I am ready to do this three-hour voyage of Pirate Radio Live and then get a little break, a couple hour, hours of rest, and then we're back at it tonight around 9, 9.30 as the ECU women look to cut down the nets and head to the big dance. Man. And folks, if you look at the ESPN bracketology right now, it has... Um, their predictions for who's going to make it to the big dance, where they're going to be, what seed, where they're going to play. It has East Carolina as a 13 seed, taking on number four, North Carolina, in Chapel Hill in the first round. <laughs> uh, that would be uh, that would be awesome. And there would be a lot of purple and gold in uh, Carmichael. Might have to put that one in the Dean Dome. Just might have to. <laughs> With all the thousands and thousands, thousands of fans. Thousands and thousands. Thousands and thousands. All right. Uh, I want to hear from y'all as well. How are you doing on this Thursday? And uh, we appreciate you being a part earlier. William said, great watch along. Glad to see the Pirates playing hard. Can't tell you how many poor first-round performances I've seen over the years. Yeah, William, you're going to need more than two hands and two feet to count the poor conference tournament performances. But, man, they put one together today. We'll run over the box score coming up in a little bit. Christian says, how about those freaking Pirates? How about those freaking Pirates? Kaz says, woo-hoo. Christian says, give Schwartz a pay raise. He has already done more than Dooley. Well, we don't need to pit one against the other. But uh, how about Mike Schwartz coming in first year winning a conference tournament game, something that does not happen a whole lot here at East Carolina. So got to give him a lot of credit, this team uh, sticking together with some injuries. R.J. Felton, freaking warrior. Man. Love that kid. He got hurt in that UCF game the other day, and it didn't look good, but he was able to come back and finish the game, even though the Pirates got drubbed in Orlando. But, I mean, he was questionable today. There was actually some word that he might not be even playing in today's contest, but he came out here and he played his freaking tail off and held the Pirates to a first-round victory over South Florida. Numerous highlights today. Always has the hustle plays. The, the rebounder, Stephen Igo called it. Or was it you or Igo that said he was the most impressive rebounder? His rebounds, uh, where he flies up the backboard to get him, super impressive. Uh, had some highlights, put one guy on his tail. Uh, after crossing him over and hit a three. And just a, uh incredible performance by him. They did it in the first half. They made a rally um, the second half of the first half without Brandon Johnson and 
Ezra and Brandon didn't do much uh, at all in this game and for them to have the performance they did without a big performance from Brandon Johnson uh, very very positive because Brandon uh, he'll, he'll have his uh, he'll get his points tomorrow hopefully against the Houston Cougars ones uh, that he didn't get today let's see what folks on Facebook are saying give us a like a share and uh, be a part of the show Steve said Pays winning a prize during the watch along today was a total burglary pays right there i like to look at wes and he's like what do you want me to do you ain't told right me there. what to do yes, sir. Right there. tell me what to do hmm. what a am burgly, i supposed to do a burglary a burglary there you go thank you wes okay. uh steve also said excited to see two of the three members of instinct for tonight's watch along put out a picture and said what would be the name of this band and it was chandler igo and i redbeard said the Leasty boys steve said instinct and run fat that was another one so uh if you'd like to totally trash on us you uh can do so feel free i enjoy it uh john says smash that like he said great watch along today how about those freaking pirates and he said let how me about those freaking pirates let me hear it back to back chan man so hit it how about those freaking pirates how about those freaking pirates i guess that's what he meant i don't know what he meant but thank you for doing that mississippi state misses a shot they're up by three with three minutes left to go in overtime as they play in the sec championship against the gators of florida go gator go gator uh but right now the bulldogs are on a fast break alley oop and a slam and you will be seeing that one on the highlights that was pretty we've seen a couple of those today with the pirates i like a one-handed dunk off an alley oop with a defender uh, in the presence that was a beauty and mississippi state leads it uh 64 59 did miami finish today chandler i think it got tight at the end i know at one point you were saying that they were cruising yeah wake forest. they were up double digits a lot of that game and i saw somebody in the chat say that wake forest had come back and the U did win they survived they only win by two wow over wake forest in the acc tournament i believe the dukies are playing as we speak they are they are up 33-17 on Pittsburgh. So Duke having no problem with uh, Jeff Capel and the Panthers. All right, uh, let's see. Atlantic 10, St. Louis leading George Mason at the half, 44-30. In the MAC, Ohio all over Ball State, 85-63. You've got Ohio State with a one-point lead on Iowa. Patrick Mason's Hawkeyes trailing in the first half. UConn and Providence underway uh, early in that one. Colorado State and San Diego State in the Mountain West. Uh, and right now, Colorado State with an 8-0 lead over number 20, San Diego State. So there are a ton of games going on. SMU has an early five-point lead over UCF. That would be something if they could pull off the upset uh, in the AAC tournament. So there you go, and a ton of other games coming up later on this afternoon on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DaBuck. DaBuck. All right. Chandler, you take over. Um, Wes, how you been doing, buddy? Been doing good. Just running in here with with, uh, with both wheels ablaze. I actually kind of got. Wait, worried. you're only on two wheels. What are you on a bicycle? No, I mean I was rolling in here. <laughs> All right, two wheels ablaze. Sharp turn, huh? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I got worried there. I thought I was going to have to do both again. No, but no, 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 no. Right as I thought that, you texted in the group chat and said, "I'm two miles away." I'm two miles out. Yeah. I was right in front of uh, the uh, uh, ECU Health, so. I was coming in. 
All right, Chandler, I'm enjoying your show. Keep going. You're the host right now. What do you got? I'm tired, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, way to pick me up, pal. Nah, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez I'm Louise. Trying, trying to get rested up for the night, man. Trying to get rested up? We're hey, live. We yeah, just we, started the show. Yeah, we got two hours and uh, 45 minutes left. Come on. Sorry. I mean, this is a marathon day. This is uh, this is why we play. This is why we're here. This is what we do. This is who we are. We are Pirate Radio. Boom. We are. Thank you, Wes. I couldn't have said it better myself. All right, uh, let's look at the box score from today. Check. I will say this: when we when we started the second half, South Florida came out making baskets, but the Pirates were able to answer those baskets with one of their own. So. Um, it, at the beginning of the game, it looked like we were going to have a miserable watch along. Yep. It didn't look good. It looked very bleak. But the Pirates were able to respond and got a dominant win today. All right. So, our guy, David K. David K. with the game of his life. Ten points. He had one steal. He had a three-pointer and got fouled, which was awesome. Uh, he was three of four from deep. Yes. Man. And I go back and look at the tape. I literally was calling for him to take that final shot before uh, yeah. the half. I was like, that's who I want. I want David Kay taking this final shot. Not only did he get separation and throw up a heave, it was off the backboard, and he also got the harm, and he was able to complete a four-point play to end the half, and the Pirates just were able to cruise on after that. I tweeted, uh, David Kay, y'all didn't have to do him like that, but I'm glad you did. And he said, my guy. Wes, give me a my guy real quick. I need a my guy uh, very in there from Raja. Right give me a my guy. Right there above. Hit it. Right here? Oh, Hit oh, it. My guy. Hit it again. My guy. Hit it like my guy. four times. My guy. My guy. My guy. My guy. Thank you. My guy. That was five, but I, I like it. One one more. Wes one more, always right doing one more. Yeah. My guy. My yeah. guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Dave K said, my guy. Good team win. On to the next round. David, don't be modest. That was not a team win. That was a you win. That was you. you. took over. That was all you, David K. You put the team on your back. That was all you, buddy. That four-point play was uh, an early dagger for the Pirates right there at the end of the half. Uh, but 10 points from David K, who's always bringing it, uh, does the little things, and today did the big things, including uh, hitting three-pointers. Um Big scores today, R.J. Felton, 22. Jaden freaking Walker, 22 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds. One blemish on his stat sheet uh, is turnovers. Had five turnovers today. Had a lot of them early. Pirates had, was it first four possessions turnovers? Yeah. It, first it, three it or four. the game, uh, EC's first possession, Brandon Johnson literally just throwing a ball. He threw it out of bounds. Straight, straight out of bounds. And uh, like you said, Pirates with four straight possessions, four straight turnovers to start the game. That's why I said earlier it looked like it was going to be a miserable watch-along, but I was proven wrong. Brandon, one of his worst games of the year, only had three points, and they came from the free-throw line, had six rebounds. Uh, so I, I think he bounces back big time uh, tomorrow. Luigi DeBeau did what he does, just a ball of energy on the court, four points, five rebounds, two steals for Luge. And Valentino Pineda came in and gave the Pirates uh, a good few minutes. He had two points and three rebounds and not a lot of time. So good to see him out there getting some work uh, in a big game and that can only be good uh, for the future. Robert says, anything to the scuffle they mentioned in the Pirates huddle late? BJ didn't look happy on the bench after that. 
I'm not, I'm not I don't exactly know. sure what he's talking about, but I do remember there was one timeout where they called timeout right before David K. Uh, David K had to rush to get across court. They caught a timeout, thank goodness. In time. Oh, yeah. And I said that it looked like David David was upset, and Riley Davis seemed to be upset. I didn't see anything wrong with Brandon Johnson, though, so maybe that was something we missed. I have no idea. But All right, Mississippi State leading 67-64, 25 seconds left to go, and Florida's going to have some free throws coming up. Uh, Pirates get the win today, 73-58. Up next, Big Bad Houston. So uh, they are going to have to pull a monumental upset. They were 21-point dogs at home. Neutral floor, what do you give them, Chandler? About 24? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's about the ballpark there. I, I would give uh, – co- I'll shave a couple points off and say 22. All right, so uh, we need to play a game for uh, later tonight, my guy. And that would be oh my guy. Guess the line for ECU women. Do we have one? I'm looking it up right now. I'm going to assume that we do. We should. And I don't. So I will look elsewhere. Uh, so last time these teams played, that was actually the only game we went to uh, for women's basketball this year. Actually, the only game I went to, you went to another I went to another one, versus right? Memphis. Yeah. Um, we had to leave early for sports trivia at AJ's. And we missed one heck of a basketball game. We could have gone back pretty much after trivia because yeah. they were still playing. It went into multiple overtimes. Houston is a what point favorite tonight? Fill in the blank. So they're a, they're a favorite. Yeah, I didn't mean to give that away, but I did. Uh, that's all right. I'll say Houston. Man, minus this is too rich i feel like but minus four little too rich not minus two and a half little too poor minus three just a tad poor minus three and a half yes <laughs> yeah you were dancing around Man. it and you finally hit it houston a three and a half point favorite tonight pirates were a dog yesterday Part. last night Part. Yep. and they dog. went uh wire to wire last night yes i mean they they were it, it, every time i looked at the score uh, because unlike the previous night, I was unable to watch it like I did. But um, they were up like they would get up six, four and eight, to eight, and yeah, then, six, yeah, and then it would get cut down to maybe two, yeah, or four, and then the Pirates ended up winning by nine. I don't know if they ever gave up the lead though. They they played with the lead the entire game and were able to close them out in the fourth. Uh, so East Carolina. One win away from dancing in the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2007. I tweeted last night um, that it's been a long time since Jasmine Young and LaCoya Terry in that backcourt led East Carolina to the tournament. And it was cool to see both of them on Twitter uh, respond with the Let's Go Pirates. So Jasmine Young is actually a head basketball coach. And uh, let me give a shout out to uh, her and her team. But it was cool to see. I know they'll be uh, rooting on their team coming up tonight. Uh, Jasmine with the Let's Go Pirates. She is the uh, coach at Norfolk State. She's a coach at Norfolk State University. So there you go. Um, And she was, man, she was a good point guard in her time here at ECU. All right, Mississippi State gets a bucket. We got four seconds left. And they are going to be up by three. After a deucer, I believe, that or up by one. Let's see. 4.1 seconds left, 
and that might have just given them the lead, 69 to 68. All right, we need to take a break. We'll come back. Big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, going to join us. Back with more on Pirate Radio Live. We're going to soldier through this one and have a watch along for you tonight. We are getting it done here at Pirate Radio. Back with you after this. Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates for Mexican food and fun. It's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go, and happy 40th birthday to Chico's. Let's head back in into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All right, a lot going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Mississippi State gets a late bucket. They beat Florida in overtime 69-68. to Iowa State a winner over Baylor in the Big 12 tournament. 78 to 72. Marquette gets by St. John's in overtime, 72 70. Another close game in the ACC tournament as it was Miami outlasting Wake Forest, 74 to 72. A lot going on right now, including UConn with the lead over Providence. Colorado, an early lead on UCLA. Kansas up on West Virginia early in that one. So we'll keep you up to date on everything going on. We'll talk about what's uh, going on and what's upcoming with Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, uh, great time of the year how you doing man i'm great how are you Cliff? doing good before we get started jeff let me uh say once again thank you for uh coming on i know you're busy i've been i don't i can't i don't have enough hours in the day to follow everything you put out but i feel like i, I keep up with a lot of it another great edition of men of honor uh with rico bosco earlier this week watch that that was fantastic hearing you guys talk hoops i uh, also saw you on the rundown which i don't watch a lot but I was like, yeah, big man's on it. Let me check it out. I uh, got to be honest, I, I had no clue who the host of the show was. Uh, never seen him before and, and didn't know Dante the Don well other than the dozen. But you guys had a great rapport. Really enjoyed that chat. So keep up the good work, big man. You're doing a lot of stuff right now. Thank you, man. Yeah, I got that thing. I, who's Will Burge? I'm like, oh, well, you know, get to know him. He, he has some good content. But thank you. I appreciate it, Clip. Uh, I try to just met myself with all sorts of different things and uh i appreciate it thank you for having me as always all that going on plus uh the sit down and of course college hoops so hey jeff let's start with uh, some pirate basketball east carolina lost two games to south florida during the regular season a lot of that was because tyler harris just went off he had another good game today but in the second half east carolina was able to control him but not just that they didn't have anybody else stepping up if they could get the ball away from harris uh they would get a stop defensively he had 26 points hit six threes but too much rj felton too much Jaden walker today east carolina advancing to round two where they face big bad houston coming up on friday yeah you know you look at that win for ecu and i, I noticed it was kind of the emergence of, of, of a couple of guys that that early in the season weren't emerging like walker and like felton i mean you look at today you win by 
you know what, 15, you look at the con- contribution of David Kassanagas. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he, he gives you 10 points. He is a hustle walk-on guy, Jeff, that just busts his tail. And today, like you said, he hit three threes. He was huge. Yeah, he. Um, I mean, he's a guy that hadn't scored above seven points in any game this season. So, I mean, you get those type of contributions, you're going to win games. And um, as you alluded to, I mean, look, Clip, it's nice when you shoot nine more free throws than your opponent. It's good when that opponent only shoots 29% from three. But, hey, you know, you need to just take every game that comes to you and, 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 and go from there. So. Yeah, survive in advance. They advance to once again face uh, the number one team in the country, Houston, coming up on Friday. Jeff, uh, man, so much going on. So I, I guess we'll start. What are you, uh, I don't know, hopefully you've got a, uh, a two, three, four TV set up uh, with monitors going. But if you only had one, what are you focused uh, most on today? What games, what conferences are you excited about on this Thursday? Uh, you know, I, I just really kind of keep it open. You know, Clip, if, if you can believe this, and, and I, I would not lie to you, Clip. You're the one person I never lied to. Appreciate that. Honestly, say, and I, you know, Clip, I think I'm really transitioning. I'm becoming, I think, just a different type of content creator. I have not watched one minute of basketball today, if I'm being honest. Wow. With you. I put my bets in, um, and I, I've been other, I mean, I'm kind of busy with some other things I'm working on. So for me, I, I'm just, I have to still do my day, right? I still have things that I'm doing, but. I think tonight, you know, that's where I'm going to kind of nestle in. I'm pretty interested, to be fair, in the MAC. I mean, I, I'm going to keep saying that. I'm really interested in this conference tournament. I mean, Toledo's already won today. Uh, but you look at Akron, they've got a big game tonight against the Buffalo Bulls. Uh, Kent State's still got to play. Um, and I'm really kind of focused as well on the big uh, Mountain West tournament. you got San Diego State, who I believe just started their game. you get a game later for Nevada. Um, I, I like West Coast basketball at night, and, and you know, just keeping abreast of, of every other conference too. You are uh, you've been big on Toledo. This is I kind of looked and put it together the other night. Like quality wins for East Carolina this year: Cincinnati, Tulane, and Toledo. Way back when, Jeff, and uh, I know you were high on them early. Toledo, the day before East Carolina beat them down in Florida, they had lost another game, and it was like, okay, maybe this isn't the team from last year. And then you look up; they're twenty six and six. Uh, I know you talked about their win streak earlier this week. You love the Rockets. You've you've kind of said if they make it, they're a team you're interested in taking to win a game or two. But how about Akron? How about Kent State? You know, are those MAC teams good enough, Jeff? If they win the MAC tournament, would you be interested in taking them to win a game or two in the tournament? I I, I think absolutely. I mean, when you look at Kent State, I mean they're a group that uh they took a couple of teams that woodshed, including Houston, Gonzaga. Uh, Charleston, um, you know, all teams that, that are going to be in the NCAA tournament. Um, they're a group under Rob Senderoff, great defensively. Uh, they've got great guard play with Sincere Carey and uh, Malik Jacobs. You also look at Akron. I mean, we saw them down at Philadelphia in the uh, Barstow Invitational. I mean, they're a group that, you know, I, I think out of all three, they would be the team that I would least want to bet on. But you look back to last year, Clip, this team went to the NCAA tournament Took UCLA to the woodshed, lost 57-53, Enrique Freeman can play. They've got some good guard play with Xavier Castaneda. So, yeah, this is a group that whoever makes it, I think they're all going to have an opportunity to pull off an upset. Um, there are a couple of teams in different conferences in the mid-majordom that have already been crowned that I'm really uh, looking at, at possibly upset bids if they get the right draw. 
Jeffany Dew joining us. I remember last week, Jeff, I asked you, who do you want to see in that's on the bubble? Who do you not mind missing out on? The team you want to see in, one of them was Nevada. Joe Lenardi has them as his last team in right now, so uh, they need to play well and got some scoreboard watching to do. How big was that win for, for Rutgers today, Jeff? Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma last night. They're right there on the line. Rutgers beats Michigan today. So a lot of these games, super important for some of these teams that are sitting on the bubble right now how about clemson nc state last night last week you said clemson's out they could maybe make a push to to get in if they beat nc state tonight that's a big one in uh, greensboro well i think if you're a nevada team if you're a nevada fan or, or, or part of that team tonight you want to see illinois beat penn state you want to see uh new mexico knock off utah state uh and you know obviously it hurts seeing rutgers win i think if you're nevada but yeah you know clemson's really got i think an opportunity in this tournament because when I did my show on Tuesday, I think it was, I mentioned that I really liked Clemson possibly as a sleeper in this conference. You know, Cliff, you go back to the beginning of the season with the Clemson Tigers. I mean, this group at one point, you know, had one, you know, they went on a real run, like kind of late December into mid-January. And they were looking really special. Then they kind of tailed off. But you look at all of a sudden, they have a top five defensive efficiency in this conference and offensive efficiency. They're the best free throw shooting team in this conference. They're a really good offensive team. I think if they win tonight, maybe in one other game, I think you have to give them an opportunity to get in this tournament. They're on the outside looking in. I actually bet them tonight. I like them to beat NC State. They beat them twice this year already. I think they're a really good matchup against a team last night that played in NC State. Uh, Clemson didn't play, which I think ultimately can hurt or help you sometimes. But I don't know if it matters, Jeff, but NC State uh, dominated last like. They might have should have saved some bullets for tonight. You know, you, sometimes you get those teams that are fat and happy after a 30-point win and come out a little slow. So, Yeah, and I think you also have to look at the fact that, like, when you're NC State, right, I mean, Clemson is fighting for their tournament live. Yeah. Right? Oh, they're, they're, they're going to give everything. NC State's in this field, right? Um, you know, they're, they're I, I know they're kind of still fighting. Both teams need to win, but uh, Clemson, I think, is in a better spot. I like the matchup for them. Uh, they're definitely a group I like tonight. Yeah, and, and that's a good point, Jeff. And it doesn't always equate to wins, but there is a desperation factor for some of these teams. I was looking at, uh, trying to look for examples, and I saw, so Villanova's out, right? Um, are they pretty much out? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oklahoma State, maybe that's a good example, playing tonight against Texas. Now, Texas is a really good team, but they know where they are. Oklahoma State, is that an example? You got North Carolina taking on Virginia. I think that's two pretty good examples there of teams that are playing desperate tonight, both 7 o'clock tip-offs. Yeah, and I think if you're UNC, you're the, the team that you feel most good about as far as getting in. Like I think if UNC wins tonight, I, I think you could probably check Mark Van Man. I mean, they're such a huge – and that this is the thing, Clip. I mean, UNC is going to get the nod over Utah State or – Nevada, yeah. Or – or Clemson, you know, it's just that's just the truth. Michigan's out; um, they, they they kiss their opportunity goodbye today. Um, but yeah, if you're UNC, you know, if you're Oklahoma State, I mean, it would if, if Oklahoma State knocks off Texas, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to not include them in the field. And that's where you know this remains, you know, a bit of a of kind of sad because you know Nevada may have had a better overall resume, but they're Nevada, and you know, they may lose in a one off game against. San Jose and, and be out. But I think if they lose San Jose, they should be out. 
Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, uh, I appreciate you a few weeks ago. I asked you about Gonzaga and Loyola Marymount, and I said, Jeff, this line's kind of high. You know, they, they played them tough last time, and um, you, you like the dog tonight, and you said, no, Gonzaga has found it. They are rolling, and since then, I've been on Gonzaga. I was on them the other night against St. Mary's, as you were as well, where they were up like 30 in the first half, and I don't know what it means for the NCAA tournament, but you kind of turned me on to them the last month or so of the season, and uh, they are red hot right now, look great the other night, and I'm fascinated to see, and they're not, I don't know if they're under the radar now as much as they were two, three weeks ago, but without that number one beside their name, maybe playing a little looser, Timmy and the boys, uh, I'm, I'm fascinated to see see what Mark Few does in the tournament this year. I know you still like St. Mary's as well. Yeah, I love both teams, man. I think both teams really, if they get the right draw, could, could both you know find their way to an Elite Eight or a Final Four. The truth is, Clip, um, I think still at this hour, I mean, you look at Gonzaga, you still get them around 20-1. to 1. I grabbed them at 30-1. to 1. Um, I think bracket-wise, they're going to be at three. I think that's a great matchup. They wouldn't face a one seed until the, the, the you know, the Elite Eight. Yeah. They're able to you figure they're going to be in the West bracket. Um, I think being a three seed could be a, just a terrific matchup for them. Um, if they get into the, the matchup with like a Texas or Baylor, um, I think all the two seeds are vulnerable. I think Gonzaga is a three seed that probably has one seed talent. So, yeah, I, I think if this is weirdly enough, if this is the year for Gonzaga, I think this is the year. I, I, I think they're really flying under the radar, and they're going to be a dangerous team uh, in March. And they're they're just rolling right now. Jeff Nadeau joining us. A lot going on. Uh, hoops going on. How about tonight, Jeff? Uh, ECU women looking to cut down the nets and advance to the NCAA tournament. So we're excited about that as well, being a part of this March Madness. Uh, talking about St. Mary's there, I really enjoyed you and Rico and in some of your other chats, Jeff, where you talk about matchups and how important they are in the NCAA tournament. And it's hard to predict, you know, with your brackets, you like to take a team and ride. And, and who's who are they going to match up with that i mean that is crucial when you get these you know slow prodding teams versus these up and down xavier run the court teams it's all about the matchups uh come march and uh and that's something it's hard to factor when you're filling out your bracket but if you go game to game you got to keep an eye on uh, pace and all that stuff right yeah absolutely i mean i think you know that that's kind of the essence of, of how a team makes a run and, and and you know i always get people well, how do you think this team's doing well i don't know i don't have a bracket but you know you, you, this is why i think doing the, the homework in the off season i think can really benefit you you, you kind of can isolate you know if uh let's say texas and corpus christi plays a team that has turnover problems um that could be a a game that they can cover because corporate Christie forced a lot of turnover. So kind of having that knowledge and understand um, understanding I think can take you a long way. So yeah, absolutely. It's all about matchups and identifying that kind of before the time can put you in a better position because it's you only have so much time to to look over this stuff. This is a very open tournament, man. I, I don't uh, I think even the one seeds, you know, like UCLA, they just lose Jaden Clark, you know, Houston have they played the caliber of talent that, that warrants them being the best team. You know, Alabama coming into this tournament kind of rough. So, you know, Kansas isn't deep. This is, 
I think this is as an opening year as I've ever seen in college basketball. We're going to make for some great games and some uh, some head-scratching results. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, we'll let you run, get back to work. No show next Thursday because next Thursday and Friday we'll have wall-to-wall coverage of the NCAA tournament right here on Pirate Radio. Looking forward to that. So, Jeff, we will I will attempt to track you down Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday because we'd love to get you back on before the tournament starts. So I'll, I'll work on that with you. Yeah, absolutely, whenever you need me. And uh, I will uh, re- let your listeners know. I, c- I can't tell you exactly what we're working on, but keep an eye out Monday. I got some very special that's starting at Barstool coming out uh, between me and, and several other individuals. So uh, that's going to be coming out, and I think uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy that. So. Awesome. I don't know what it is, and I'm excited already. Uh, Jeff will check that out. Thank you for joining us, big man. Have a, uh, have a fun weekend. Thanks, Flip. Same to you. Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, joining us, uh, putting out a lot of stuff right now and love his college basketball uh, expertise and talk. And hopefully uh, you get something from that as well when you're filling out your brackets coming up beginning on Sunday evening into Monday. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. One more segment to go here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll update what's going on in college hoops and uh, get ready to close out the hour and switch to some baseball chat with Brandon Manning. We'll talk some Pirate baseball. They get ready for Liberty coming into town. Coming off a great midweek. Wins over Queens and Elon. More to go. PRL back with you after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. University PC Care are the local tech support experts for any business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All right, we're in the midst of a triple header Thursday here on Pirate Radio. Watch along earlier today for ECU's victory over South Florida in the men's AAC tournament. Watch along later tonight. Late night tonight, we'll be with you here uh, on Pirate Radio on our YouTube and Facebook channel with another watch along this time for ECU women's basketball and this time for it all, for all the marbles as they look to advance to the NCAA tournament. If the, All they got to do is knock off Houston. They already beat them once this year. Took them a few overtimes to do it, uh, but they were able to get it done. They'll try to do it tonight, and uh, and then we'll have a selection show to watch, and that will be exciting and a uh, whole lot of buildup next week. This could be a lot of fun if somehow East Carolina could get the win tonight. Kim McNeil's team, the coach of the year in the AAC, and uh, well-deserved after what she's done this regular season and now on a tournament run in Fort Worth. Other games going on right now. Blowout in the Barclays Center. St. Louis all over George Mason. They're going to win 
their A-10 quarterfinal. Duke, another blowout all over Pittsburgh. They're up by 33 points with 18 minutes left to go in the game. They are going to advance. Iowa in a close one right now with Ohio State. They're up three points, 16 minutes left to go in the game. UCLA up by four against Colorado in the first half of that one. UConn uh, pulling away uh, at the end of the first half against Providence up 14 points now as uh, they lead the Friars late in the first half. San Diego State a three-point lead on Colorado State late in the first half. And how about SMU? 5-13 and 13 in conference play this year. Just 10 wins overall. They have an eight-point lead on UCF as they have just gone to the half in Fort Worth. So SMU trying to advance in the AAC tournament just like East Carolina did earlier today. All right, Dawson says, Clip, my guy. my guy there you my go guy. all right thank you Wes uh Dawson good to have you here good to have everybody here hopefully you're with us later on tonight uh Robert says shout out to Shirley's mom shout out to Shirley's mom shout out Shirley's mom yeah and all the mamas out there shout out all moms shout out moms Steve says what's on the menu tonight Clippo good question I don't know man I am one one 20 minute segment at a time right now trying to stay focused <laughs> what do we got going on what's coming up next what do i got to do i'm a little mentally fatigued at the moment mm. not to mention physically physically mentally wes what's on your menu tonight my friend i've got chicken uh casserole with uh um let's see i think it was she said uh, green beans Mm. all right let's talk about this chicken casserole um my mother-in-law made it the one i had growing up had cream of chicken (laughs) chicken yeah was there any kind of cream of mushroom or something in there you can have cream of mushroom in there if you want maybe maybe not i don't know but it had um i had peas and then like a crust uh on top yes peas maybe yeah Uh, now, does yours include, because there's also chicken casseroles that inclu- include like broccoli and cheese. So what kind of casserole are you having? Uh, it's going to be chicken and uh, I think rice and uh, okay. and that um, that bread topping on top. All right. Yes, good stuff. Wes, uh, one time you were on and I said, Wes, I've got some chicken thighs at home. What should I do with them? Mm-hmm. And um, you told me lemon pepper. Yeah. And... Whatever you told me is exactly what I did. Yes. And it was awesome. Good. So I want to say thank you for that. Good. You're welcome. And from now on, anytime I have an ingredient and I don't know what to do with it, I'm going to call you up and ask you, what do I do with this? And you let me know. Okay. uh, Live on the radio? uh, Sure. Live on the air. (laughs) And I know you're a fan of Asian cuisine. I I love uh, experimenting with Asian flavors, Wes. Mm -hmm. I got my, my oyster sauce and my sesame oil and my... Uh, hoisin, mm-hmm. and I uh, found some really good hot sauce to mix with it, and uh, it's good stuff. What kind of hot sauce do y'all like? <sighs> this is um, I go I'm I'm just plain I guess Texas Pete my go to. Well, yeah, I like that, but I was looking for like an Asian specific hot sauce, and I don't even know what it's called. What about it's sriracha. Like, All I know is is um, it's chili with oil. And I tell them to go. Oh. Um, I tell, tell them to give me the oil without the chili. Oh. 
give me the oil without the chili. Yes. So you don't want it spicy? Oh, I want it spicy, but the, but it makes it even spicier if you put the chili uh, flakes in it. Does Wes like it spicy? So you like it spicy, but not too spicy. Right. So take the chili flakes out of the oil. Yes. So it's spicy, but not too spicy. That's right. Wes, can you do me a favor and talk yep. in talking... Uh, like first person the rest of the show just Wes likes it spicy <laughs> I don't know if I could do that I, I would love to hear you say that one oh time just say it one time Wesley loves a spicy <laughs> <laughs> Wesley likes a spicy <laughs> meatball Wesley likes a spicy meatball <laughs> Eric says Wes just seems like a casserole kind of guy mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Eric says sesame oil goes a long way one extra drop can destroy a dish Eric you are not wrong and I am a big overseasoned guy. I made that soup a couple weekends ago. I could barely get it down. I had so much powder, garlic powder, onion powder, salt, pepper, more salt and pepper. And it was good, but I overseasoned it. If you overseason with sesame oil, you might as well throw it in the trash. Oh, boy. You got to go like just a couple of drops on that bad boy. I mentioned sriracha a while ago. Were you about to say something? I was going to say I need to experiment and expand my horizons on sriracha the kind of sauce that i got i don't think it's sriracha it's a different kind of asian hot sauce but yeah i need to um i'm ignorant on sriracha i'll say that i need to experiment well when my wife fixes uh our asian food at home she just uses the uh um the teriyaki sauce on everything yeah um that's a mood. I gotta kind of be in a mood for teriyaki. I like teriyaki. Yeah, but there's there's other I, I mean, flavors I like. I mean, because uh, w- when she fixes it, it's like chicken and shrimp and oh, yeah. and crab meat. Oh, and uh, steak. Wow! All in one. The meat lovers. Yeah, it's what it's what we call uh, the uh, the one pot. The one pot. The one pot. Wes likes the one pot. Yes, sir. <laughs> Wes likes the one pot. <laughs> Wes likes the um uh, likes it all um like the. Uh, if you could just talk like the Rock from now on, Wes, I'd appreciate it. Oh. <laughs> Wes says, "Put, give me the the oil without the chili." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kenny says, "You guys need to try my wife's chicken spaghetti with garlic bread." Chicken spaghetti. Well, Kenny, that sounds interesting. Let's I've say, let's just spaghetti. say, for example, let's just say that I'm like, hey, Kenny, I had some of your wife's chicken spaghetti. Wouldn't you start raising questions like, why are you eating my wife's spaghetti? Why were you in contact? How did you know to come eat my wife's spaghetti? <laughs> like, I don't know that I should be doing that. Now that you've offered it, yeah, maybe. But like, I'm not the kind of guy that's just going to go. Eat, eat another man's wife's uh, chicken spaghetti. <laughs> hey, that's not me. Yeah, not the kind of guy I am. Oh goodness gracious! So what is that like a chicken um, parm type of situation? What kind of sauce is on that spaghetti? Mm. Because with my what kind of spaghetti noodles do you need? I'm uh, I've developed uh, like the the heartburn as I get older, and like marinara kills me. Oh yeah, I usually have to go Alfredo now. Because marinara will keep me up at night. But that's me. Talking health. Yeah. What uh, what dish out there that your wife cooks should I try? Let me know. For Kenny, it's his wife's chicken spaghetti. For Wes, 
your wife's one pot Asian dish. That's right. You Chandler, are you married? No. Chandler's going to update on your date life. How's it going? Not good. Not good. Yeah. As it never has. Oh, my. You think you're a late bloomer? Yeah. Yeah. I'm young, so. It's kind of. You don't uh, care, right? I really don't. Oh, my. It's it's interesting to me because Wesley you are. Cares. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley cares. Thank you, Wes. Um, Chandler, I don't know. I, from an attraction scale, I can't say how good looking or ugly you are. But from a personality standpoint, you are a, you're a ten. Sense of humor, eight point seven. Um, dependability, eight point nine. Can you literally make like a draft, like pros and cons? Yeah. And put it out there, post it. Weaknesses. Loses focus a lot. Might forget your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> Strengths will make up for it tenfold after missing your birthday. Mm-hmm. Will apologize profusely. I really uh, will. I'm a big apologist. <laughs> <laughs> I must say you've got way more in the pros than you do the cons. Well, that's great to hear. Yeah. I appreciate that. The problem is I'm a 41-year-old heterosexual <laughs> married man. <laughs> not looking for a relationship with you. Amen. Dang it. And I'm not. <laughs> Amen. And you've got a lot of guys that uh, tune in to this show. How about this for an ego shot for me? I'm walking in the jungle the other day. Guy says, hey, Clip. I said, hey, man. He said, is Chandler here? It's like, well, what am I? One pot Asian food? What about me? Didn't care about me. He wanted a piece of the Chan man. So you got a lot of guys out there, Chandler, that enjoy you. You're just looking for maybe someone of the female variety right? between the ages 21 and 82. Yeah. <laughs> so you're looking for a cougar. Hey, no. Does Wesley like a cougar? I've got I've married one. <laughs> I've married one. Uh, Four months and two days. I would love to do some type of um, fine Chandler a date show, like a Bachelor, Pirate Radio Bachelor. That would be fun. Interview the uh, candidates. <laughs> I would do like sports trivia with them. I would, uh, you know, get to know what they like, dislike. And we narrow it down. We uh, knock them out, survivor style. Contestant number two, what sporting event will you take me to? None. And then I would say, all right, you're out. You're no, out, Wes. No, you can't because um, you are you're the you're the bachelor. So you're the one who's supposed to be um, taking them out, not them taking you out. Oh, that's a that, good point. That's true. Wes. The, that's man, true. The, the man is the one who's supposed to foot the bill, See, not the, the female. This is where Wes shows his true gentlemanship. Yeah, and Wes, if you could be, maybe you should coach Chandler through this. You've been uh, married, as LeBron James would say, not one, not two. two. You've been uh, three? Three. Third time's it. a charm? Yep. So you know about uh, the do's and don'ts of dating, of relationships. Maybe you should coach Chandler up. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it gets down, when it gets down to when you uh, when you get married, here's what here's your, uh, your the best advice I can give you. When um, when you think that um, you're getting ready to have an argument, she wins. Go ahead and go ahead and concede. Yes. Yeah. No no reason to uh, to even attempt it. That's right. Would well, love to hear Brandon Manning's thoughts of uh, him and Hannah's arguments and how those go. I got to imagine they're they're fun. Brandon Manning will join us in just a moment. 
uh kenny says for the love of god please do a matchmaker show it would be awesome kenny it would be so much fun <laughs> to get the uh the girls in here and to have chandler pick one all right um john says if he was homosexual he would date you chandler he says you can still be friends who said that uh john monroe that's nice of you Thanks, john john Thank that, you that, that's, that's uh very nice eric says the only cougar chan man needs to be hunting resides in houston <laughs> <laughs> good one i like that i like that um alex said i've always said if my wife ever divorced me someone should follow me around trying to date because it would be hilarious maybe we should do that for chandler so what just have a camera crew on him where he's out looking for the one wow or anyone all right let's take a break good segment guys that was an awesome segment hopefully y'all learned something from that something you can take away and use in your life we'll take a break come back more to go pirate radio live we'll talk some pirate baseball when we return ecu Winners of two midweek games this week. Brandon Manning joins us to talk about it when we return after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. Shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sports and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, on a lovely Thursday here in eastern North Carolina. One of those times where it gets uh, super cold at night and the mornings, but boy, mild during the day. And Brandon Manning is enjoying this weather and enjoying some good pirate baseball. Brandon, welcome back. How you doing, sir? Doing just fine. How are y'all? How's everybody doing today in the studio? Great, man. Chandler's doing, doing great. wonderful. Brandon Manning wants to know how Wes is doing. Well, Wes Hines is going to tell Brandon Manning that he is doing very well as well. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> That's great. Isn't that great? <laughs> Every Monday, we have our ECU baseball recap. Had a guest on uh, Monday this week, and that was Coach Gary Overton to recap it. Uh, brought to you by... Brandon Manning with Farm Bureau Insurance. You can call Brandon, 531-1812. Get a free quote, schedule a review. He uh, always has his phone on him. His wife tells him not to look at it during the show, but it is always going off, and Brandon will take your call, assist you in any way you need, and uh, he joins us on Thursdays to recap the midweek and also get you ready for some weekend baseball. Uh, first question, Brandon. Is that powder purple? Uh, yes, it is my midweek uh, powder purple jersey. Wow, okay, all right. So, uh, looks good on you here in the studio. How did it look to you on the baseball field? Oh, um, you know, I, I talked with Mully about it a little. No, who was it? It might have been Mully. I, I don't know. It was another b- baseball buddy of mine. and Another white bald guy? <laughs> no, 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 possibly, but no. Um, okay. it, you have to look the part. 
to play the part most of the time and that was something Mully had um, when, we, when we were playing Legion Ball growing up and even in college you look like you own the situation and he was very big on looking like you're supposed to be there now in saying that I don't think those jerseys are supposed to be there um, if uh, you know it's a specialty like Mother's Day or Easter Sunday or something like that and we break those out yeah that's that's kind of cool but if you're going to start making that like a uh, all the time jersey I don't, I don't know about that I don't think it's going to be an all the time jersey I, I've said that I am pretty traditional when it comes to baseball. If home teams were white and road teams were gray, I'd be happy with that. But uh, we live in a different time now where uniforms get a lot of eyeballs. And I'll tell you what, this thing got a ton of attention, good or bad, however you feel about it. People were talking about it uh, and were pretty emotional about it one way or the other these are the best things ever these are the worst things ever so very polarizing which i think is exactly what at least from a social media standpoint you want to do maybe that was the uh reason the umpires missed a few calls there i mean I think that, uh, that willie mays hayes play in the home the slide that uh who was that that was a uh, riley johnson oh yeah the catcher yeah Maybe he just could, he was so distracted by the uniform that he was like, "Oh my God, I, I missed it." I don't know. Well, that was a different game, wasn't it? No, that was a that was one game this week. Was Elon. it? No, no, that was the game with the purple uniforms, wasn't it? Was Let's it just not? stare at each other. <laughs> I don't know, but to your point, they are a little distracting. You can look that up and see if Riley Johnson was last night or the previous night. Um... We've got a question. How about this? William wants to know uh, some of Brandon's expertise. Mm-hmm. All right, so what do we got? What do you, oh, you're looking at no, a, that's wrong. I was looking that at was crazy. Um, Brandon, as a former catcher, mm-hmm. how do you settle down a pitcher when he starts to get a little wild and bring him back into the zone? <clears throat> Depends on if I'm calling pitches or not. First off, um, you know you can. Let's say him. you are. Then what do you do? If I'm calling pitches, I got to go to his best pitch. Let's get right back in the zone and go for it. But a catcher's got to take control of the situation. Um, catchers are known to being the coach on the field. Um, let's go out there, take a few steps, you know, talk to them a little bit. Don't call a timeout because we can't call as many timeouts. Take a few steps, toss them the ball, um, maybe ask for a new ball, talk to the umpire, get that ball out of there. There's a whole bunch of things you can do. Um, but once all that's been tried, call timeout, go talk to them, say we're going to throw your best pitch right here, get a strike across, settle it down. Um, that way the umpire, I mean, the coach doesn't burn a timeout coming out there or it gives you some more time in the bullpen getting some guys ready. Uh, just take control of the situation because he's going to trust you. You're his guy behind the plate. There's a there's a level of, you know, you're my guy. I throw to you every day for a reason. I'm comfortable with you. So you got to – Get back to the basics. Well, there are parameters now. Every time Cliff Godwin calls time and talks to the players, the ref, uh, the umpire writes something down. How how about a catcher going out for a meeting with the pitcher? Do you know the rules on that these Um, days? I'm sure there's a limit. I think you're sort of like a pickoff. I think there's a limit of maybe one per inning or something like that. Um, That's why you don't don't call a timeout. Go out there, you know, take two or three steps in front of home plate, say a few words to them, and toss it back. Don't call an official timeout. Just take your time. A little stall tactic here. A little stall before the clock starts. Um, Folks, this is not breaking news. No need to make a big deal about it, but I was right and Brandon was wrong. But, I mean, no shocker there. Uh, The Riley Johnson play was from the Elon game. I'm sorry. That's all right. It's fine. We Still a midweek game. Okay. Still still a missed call. Still a purple uniform. Still a purple uniform. Just a little darker. 
was watching it on an old TV. Was it? Well, were you watching? Do you have Flow Sports? If so, can I borrow 20 bucks? Because that means you're rich. Mm-hmm. Where was we doing it? We were watching it. Somehow I watched it. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. No, I was uh, Twitter. Uh, no, that's how we watched Stephen Shock's Twitter. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. It was Great Flow follow Stephen Shock is on Twitter if nobody's doing it for all of college baseball. We know who the donkey is. Um, so... Yeah, the other <laughs> a heck of a broadcast set up this week for ECU. On uh, Tuesday, they're on ESPN Plus with no announcers. Wednesday, they're on Flow Sports. I saw grainy video and images. It almost looks like the Bigfoot photo of Riley Johnson jumping over the catcher. So I couldn't tell if he was safe or out. Why didn't we call an emergency live uh, live watch watch a watch Packard? Event? Uh, we need a Packard in uh, emergency John Packard filming the game on his phone like he well, did I mean, out in California. No, I'm talking about when there was just a quietness. I mean, there was nothing. We could have done a split screen. True. The game on one side, you know, me and you on the other side, and really had a good time with it. Got some wings from tiebreakers. All right. Next time there is a uh, technical difficulties, we'll do that. All right. Uh, let's talk about the game. How about that pitcher, Brandon from Queens, throw in? Was it 129 pitches the other night? That's stupid. Um, that's and this 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 early in the season. Kendall Paramore comes and picks up his prize. Speaking of playing baseball back in the day, that, played a whole lot with that's KP. Right. That's right. Making our ditches flow great these days is Kendall. If you have any uh, ditch problems, water problems in the uh, area, call Kendall Paramore. I'll All give right. you a cell phone later. Uh, so 129 pitches. From what I understand, that same pitcher threw Friday and Saturday as well. What if Are Brandon, you serious? Yeah. What if he just he already like has his degree? He knows he's not going to go anywhere. He's already got a job lined up, and he's like, "This is it. I'm not going to need my arm for taxes later. Like to just do my, somebody's my arm taxes. hurts right now to play catch with my cat, my kid because okay. I threw too much when I was playing. I mean, I and I wasn't a pitcher. You, I you, think you're just old and uh, not tough. I I, I I I take you on right now. That's good. <laughs> okay, all right. Next time y'all do a, a, a baseball commercial and I'm not in it, I'm going to be pretty mad anyway. All right, Brandon's in for the next one. Um, but that's stupid to throw that many pitches. Parents, parents, I'm, I'm raging on this for just a little bit. Uh-oh. Let me go on. We're just whatever your glass breaking sound, stone cold sound is. Um, do not let your kids throw 129 pitches ever in their life unless they're throwing a perfect game no if they're throwing a perfect game you let it ride for a few minutes as long as they're not physically hurting but they're still going to get hurt later in life then i mean what's the difference but these these people are doing it all the time you're uh, what age group are you speaking to right now uh any age group the the younger you are the you know the lower amount of pitches you should throw i mean we my, I, I was coaching middle school baseball for about nine years there after college, and we, we didn't want kids playing Monday, to, pitching on Monday or a Thursday. Well, they have regulations for it, right? Not really. No, not back then. Um, middle school, I mean, where, you, where the problem is now is all the rec leagues around here and travel ball at the same time. Um, the parents really got to get involved taking care of their kids' arms. If not – what are you doing? Kids are going to be hurt having arm surgery at 14 and 15 years old. Yeah. I mean, you see now, 
in Major League Baseball, Tommy John is uh, it's like getting a haircut. Like it's just oh, he's getting Tommy John, and then he comes back throwing harder, and everybody just assumes like, hey, should I get Tommy John surgery when I'm in high school? Like, and it feels like it is getting younger and younger, Brandon. Well, so. here, here's the thing: if these kids are throwing on these, but you want to get looks at when you're young, pitcher parents, your kids want to get looks at, and I understand it. Um, but when they have a Tommy John surgery at 14 and 15 years old, they're not going to look at you anymore. I'm sorry. It's one thing to have it when you're in college and when you're in the pros. Yeah, you have specialty, you know, specialty people taking care of you and things like that. But when you have it at 14 and 15 years old and arm problems, you're damaged goods at that point. Yeah, they're, they're moving on to yeah, the next who, one. Who's going to give you, you know, 25 percent of a scholarship to to come pitch? Okay, all right. You're speaking, and I think you're making a lot of sense, obviously. But we're talking about a college pitcher. His parents can't tell the coach to take him out. He was pitching very, very good. Yeah. Now, plenty of major league and college pitchers for 100 years threw over 100 pitches. pitches. Plenty of it. But this early in the season, it is very dangerous for the success long-term of the year. And that's what I think they don't – clearly they don't care. They wanted to win that one game. He wanted to win that one game. And they were like mortgaging the future for this one game in Kannapolis on a Tuesday night. Well, he pitched very good. Yeah. Um, he did a very good job keeping everybody off balance. And, you know, I was at a um, – where was um, – we had baseball practice, uh, myself. You my must son. do a lot of stuff. You never know where you are at what time I, well, I, and what I, day I, I, look, I had to go drop some paperwork off at church, and I was talking to the old men while the first two or three innings were going on, and then I had to go to baseball practice after that. So, if you could give me your entire weekly schedule, I'd appreciate it. It'd be awesome. It's it's intense. And thank you for putting me and Pirate Radio on your official calendar for it, this week. It was. It thank was. You. I didn't want to forget it. Um, but sometimes, man, I can't believe we're we're not hitting this guy. Man, I know. It, it happens. It happens. I mean, I, I know some guys before Camel became the the program they are right now. They were pitching at Camel that came in and shut us down at ECU several years there. I mean, there's always that one guy that throws at a weird angle. You know, the wind's in your face. I mean, number one, that's the two things that I hated. Having the wind in my face blowing like it was when I was hitting because your eyes, you got to keep your eyes open the whole time and you're getting watered up, and I was sort of a baby. Number two was when a guy throws at an arm angle down here. I just yeah. hated it. And, boy, for years and decades, it seems like the kryptonite for ECU is facing a slow-tossing 84-mile-per-hour guy. We're almost better off facing a 98-mile-per-hour yeah, guy. They don't want to see Greg Maddox. They, yeah. they, they don't want they don't want to see that guy that throws three four pitches four strikes and and I don't know why that is because we have very good balanced hitters yeah. up and down through the lineup. Um, but that guy he was just hitting spots, pitching to his strengths and pitching to our weaknesses, which is the combination for success. But what did the Pirates do? Made a rally. That's kind of what they've done all year, and you kind of even felt like Brad, especially when that guy went out. Um, and it happened after what a AMAC infield single to tie it, I believe. Yes, and the guy made a great play to keep that ball in the infield, number one, um, and and leave it to a guy who's been here for a few years to concentrate, barrel up a ball, and take control of the situation. But I think we look forward. We know as a team, and we need to start paying attention as a fan base. Let's let's not. Let's not just get on get on the negativity train like the Troy D train here as we as I call it. Ooh. But I did it. I said it. Troy's wow. listening. Um, and you know how I am about positive about ECU baseball. When we get a starting pitcher who is just pitching good, we are going through it. We're studying them. Coach Palumbo, um, 
Coach Godwin, they are keeping very, very good tabs on what he's throwing to what hitters, and they know, and they talk between innings. It is very much our coaching staff does a great job with the analytics side of this. And by the time we see that guy for a second or third time, we know what's coming, and we, we're going to bang him out of there. And then the next guys come in, they know what, what to do. We don't know what to expect, but we're going to hit him too. We'll recap ECU Elon and talk about ECU Liberty. Uh, can you hang out one more second? Mm-hmm. All right, let's do that. Uh, Donald said uh, he went to the game. I think he was asking for uh, logistics information on Elon earlier in the week. He said, small venue, easy to get in and park, easy to get out, plenty of standing room on the berm down the third baseline, $7 tickets. Yesterday's attendance was 80% purple and gold. Thank you for the update, Don Juan. Appreciate it. Phoenix do a good job up there. They 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 got a pretty facility, a pretty campus, and everything. Let's take a break. We'll come back more with Brandon Manning as we will uh, talk a little bit about that Elon game. Starman Jacob Starling going deep again for the Pirates, and we will get you ready for Liberty when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday after this. of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, and drinks with friends. Fifth Street Hardware serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 10.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room on Instagram for the latest events and specials. It's on Fifth Street right beside the State Theater. That is Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. Let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. Let's update you on some scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. I don't know if Coach K would have taken it easy on Jeff Capel. John Shire certainly isn't. It is 92-60. to 60. Still, uh, 3.49 left to go as Duke could hang 100 on Pittsburgh today. Empty to bench. And the quarterfinal of the ACC tournament. We're watching Ohio State have a two-point lead on Iowa. 65, uh, 67-65, 134 left to go in that one. UCLA has a one-point lead over Colorado as they play. 15 minutes left to go in that one. UConn cruising over Providence, 47-26. to Colorado State trying to upset San Diego State in the Mountain West tournament. They're up one with 12 minutes left to go in that game. And UCF roaring back. They trail now by just three to SMU in round one of the AAC tournament. Kansas has a five-point lead over West Virginia as they play. 17 minutes left to go in the game. And Tennessee up by three on Ole Miss in the SEC tournament late in the first half. So keep an eye on all these games. We will be back with you tonight. Uh, 
post to nine o'clock. It's scheduled. It says nine o'clock tip off, but there's a game on that court at seven o'clock, so it will not start at nine. More like nine thirty ish. But either way, we'll be here with you. Another watch along late night tonight, and a watch along Friday at one for ECU and Houston men tonight. It's mm-hmm. ECU Houston women. And Brandon, you were talking uh, off the air about Kim McNeil's team. Two wins in this tournament. One win away from the NCAA tournament. You know what? She's done a tremendous job. Um, I'm sort of late to that party on really watching their games on TV and going to their games. But turn if they don't get after it, man. And, I mean, just like Coach Schwartz, they, on the defensive side, they just they attack and attack and attack. And like I was telling you, I said, I don't know why they don't get any more foul calls called against them. But, man, they, they body you up. They go for the steal. They do everything. And they're up and down the court. You know, like an ACC men's team. It's amazing. I remember when ECU played Houston, uh, the men's team, and, man, we got a ton of foul calls on Houston. And they also had a ton of deflections and things like that. They are, they're under that thought, Brandon, that they're not going to call a foul every time. So we're going to hack at you. We're going to swipe at you. That's what uh, Kim McNeil's team does. So, uh, like, I remember um, a, a local referee, I'll give it at that, um, who's a college basketball referee, local guy. Why don't you just say Ramey Steins? Um, I'm, I don't want to just call him out. Oh, okay. It could have been somebody. Um, I was you know, talking to him. He's like, well, you can't sit there and call every hand check that Duke does. Because, I mean, if you ever notice a Duke basketball player, that they ride the hand on the hip. Yeah. And um, you can't just sit there and call it every day, every game, every play. So, I mean, you got to pick and choose when you call. I mean, I, and it makes perfect sense. If I was a coach, that's how I would – do it if you if you got the quick enough players to stay in front of them. what if a ref was like all right i'm tired of this crap i'm calling literally every foul by the book i see today and like five guys yeah. foul out the game lasts two hours and 50 minutes jeez <laughs> i mean it's, it's not made for made for tv no not at all all right back to baseball the sport that brandon loves during the break he's on the phone he's like hey we might do a little soft toss before we do live bp i mean you just live baseball you love it, don't you? I, I really do. I really, but I mean, growing up, I mean, I was a coach's son. You know, my uh, my mom coached, my dad coached. Um, Your mom a uh, middle school coach for many many years. Let's not talk about AG Cox Middle School right now. All right, they're tearing it down. Um, it's it's heartbreaking. Okay, you have have you been by it? Um, yeah. Like it's a lot. Yeah, this not there. <laughs> the whole front hall, the where the office was, is just not existent. Yeah. So that's, I mean that that front hall was the reason I'm chubby now. You could you know we got done at school at elementary school. We rode the bus to AG Cox every day. So I was at AG Cox Middle School literally every day from kindergarten to eighth grade, and we could just walk up there and put twenty five cents in there and get a Snickers bar, oatmeal, uh, cake, cream uh, pie. It was, it was like literally candy bars and like M and M's. Yeah. All right. Good story, Brandon. Yeah. Back to baseball. All right. Um, John, yes, we will have giveaways tonight. Of course, man. This is Pirate Radio. We give to you. We <laughs> we ask for so little and give so much. That's what we do here at Pirate Radio. By the way, give us some likes, people. What are we doing out there? And follows. Likes, follows, subscribe, do it all. Show your appreciation. Isn't it free to subscribe? Smash it. <laughs> smash that dumb subscribe button. Thank you, Wes. Wes likes a smash. Yes, sir. Isn't isn't it free to subscribe? Yeah, Brandon. It's free, people. Free. Absolutely. What's better than free? Nothing. I mean... They're giving it to you. 
take it for free. We're take not, it. and we're not asking you to run ten miles and then hit the subscribe. No, button. no, that's, I mean just that's literally good. do it. Just sit on your bumpkiss and hit the hit the thumb. That's it. All right, last night, Starman Jacob Starling hits home run number three of the year. A couple of hits from Shaq, Joey Barini, Justin Wilcoxon. What's wrong with Wilcoxon? Why can't he get a hit? Two hits for him last night. And then Riley Johnson had a couple as well. Uh, more than that, though, Brandon, <clears throat> you see you had all those walks against Duke last week. Friday night, Trey Savage was great. Carter Spivey wasn't bad on Saturday. The bullpen was good on Saturday. Sunday, Josh Gross, no hits. His best performance as a Pirate. That carries over. Queen scored, what, two runs? Uh, Elon won. I mean, since that Duke debacle, uh, the pitching has played winning baseball, and the Pirates have won all but one of those games. Very much so. I mean, that's going, that was, going into the season, that was what we were most confident about was our pitching. We were deep in the bullpen. Uh, we had a very, very good staff on front end guys. I mean, I, I really think that that was what everybody wanted us to do. And it turns out, you know, hey, the, those guys just needed a needed a, a kick in the butt to get going a little bit. And I think they got it. Uh, but more uh, something else that needs to be talked about is McChrystal's back. Um, I don't know if he's a hundred percent. McChrystal's back or McChrystal's back. <laughs> Is that supposed to be funny? <laughs> Sorry. All right. You're right. He's back. Um, so uh, Had his first hit and his first A-B in, uh, on Tuesday, right? Which was kind of crazy because everybody was sitting there like, man, they didn't tell anybody that he was available to play. Um, and the word a couple of weeks ago being a season was he can catch, defensively catch and throw, but he couldn't swing. So somebody at the press box um, this weekend said, is that Ryan McChrystal? Uh, catching warm-up pitches between innings. And I said, I wouldn't think so, but it was. So he was out there, you know, waiting for Wilcoxon to get his gear on and everything. Right. So the, it was not – his bat didn't hurt to catch and throw. It was it was swinging the bat, mm-hmm. um, that torsion on the um, midsection of his back that really hurt it. Um, and, I, you know, you, I heard a few rumors, and I'm not going to speculate those on air, but I'm impressed that he's back this soon. I mean, I, the rumor mill was six to eight weeks. I don't know how, how long we've been in the season. Not six to eight weeks. No. Yeah. So, um, kudos to our uh, our medical staff on getting them available. Are we uh, giving Zach Womack some shout-outs? Zach that? Womack, he's, he's a good guy. He loves a camera, man. He acts like he doesn't, but every game he finds where that camera is, he's right there on it. We had a – I know your secret, Zach. We had a little Jake. I think he's with the football team now. He was a great guy. He was from like the Midwest. That guy knew his stuff. He was top notch. As far as a trainer? A trainer. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, pitching, how about Zach Rude goes five uh, last night? Three hits, no runs, two strikeouts, 64 pitches. So, you say five innings. Man, that's a ton of work. 64 pitches, pretty economical work, I would that say. Is, that's great. That's what you want from a starter right there. I mean, you, you want that guy that's going, number one, keep your defensive in it, throw it, throw, get your ground balls, get your pop flies, not go full counts, two and two, three and ones, um, things like that to every player. I mean, that, that that's what keeps you in the game, and that's what keeps well, you going. we're talking about Root as, you know, is he a starter? You know, I talked to Igo. He said he likes where he's at right now, kind of that C.J. Mayhew role, which Mayhew eventually became a starter. But even going back, Brandon, I mentioned Ryan Williams. Remember, he would come in any situation, no matter what, whenever you need him. That has become a valuable position for ECU baseball throughout the years. And now Root could be that guy this year where if you don't make him a weekend starter, 
have him ready to go friday night have him ready saturday or sunday midweek kind of just a floating position for him to be able to come in when you need him you know we, last year we had uh Ryder giles yeah uh yeah. Ryder could come in and he was going to give you one to three innings agnos one of those Ag- agnos the same way and i think we're uh and are we still two-way you do we have a uh you know what i asked uh we asked that at media day i don't think we uh we have oh, anybody can somebody if you cancel that shirt order if you remember uh somebody folks out there let me know i can't think of one though right now um but uh you know we we always have those guys that you can just go out there at any point in time he can throw he can give you 20 today 20 on sunday well they're so dang deep pitching wise they, they really don't they need are. a they don't, they don't yeah they don't need a guy we're just so used to you know alec burleson yeah. giles agnos i mean we're just so used to it here recently that and spoiled rotten about it that I, I would i would want to be another guy drew reynolds was that a name or did i make that up drew reynolds all right i'll google it up Maybe. keep going Brandon. um but i i think root could be uh could be that guy especially when you get into into the season in a tournament situation you want that guy that can come in and give you 40 or 50 if need be any any time of the day any any time of a tournament brandon manning joining us liberty in the past brandon has uh certainly been a formidable foe i think mully said they're a little down from where they thought so far this year but still going to be good competition this weekend do you know anything about the flames um going to be well coached their coach is a um, guy that's been around uh he's been very successful everywhere he's been um i don't know if there's any local guys left uh to follow on liberty's roster i'm trying to find out if there was any transfers there or not do they have brit it was trent they yeah they had him um and they had uh god was the other guy uh who was a great ball player at rose um well, for folks wondering, Drew Reynolds was on the John Olerud two-way player of the year watch list. So there you go. We're going back to 2012-13-ish, Brandon. Wow. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, ECU this weekend. We'll see if uh, they keep it the same with you, Savage, Spivey, and Gross, if that uh, train continues to roll on. Let's just uh, hope the... Uh you know, I, I, you know who I am about the cold weather and ECU bats. They typically, our bats go with our weather. Historically speaking, it's going to be a little colder. It's going to be more like an opening weekend well on the weather field. But um, I think we're going to be doing pretty good this weekend. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to say a sweep. Brandon Manning calling for the sweep. All right, Brandon, good stuff, man. Anything else you want to get out there? Um, yes, uh, Coach Wall at North Pitt. I want to congratulate him on a great first win of the season. Uh, a lot of you local baseball guys will, will know Coach Wall. He's been around baseball, uh, especially north, north of the river area, and produced a lot of baseball guys. I want to tell him congratulations. He's doing a good job. Uh, some big shoes to fill with Ryan Meadows, but he's doing a great job. All right, Brandon, thanks for hanging out, man. Have a great weekend. We'll see you out at Clark LeClaire, or do you got more volleyball and stuff to do this mm-hmm. weekend? No volleyball this weekend. Uh, I will be at Clark LeClaire. All right, we'll see you there. Thank you, Brandon. Yes, Enjoy it, buddy. You guys. All right, let's take a break, Wes. We'll come back. Speaking of local sports, Wes, uh, Farmville Central looking to win another state championship this weekend. Yes. As they tend to do. I believe that you've got a great shot at doing it again. All right, there you go. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up hour number two of Pirate Radio Live. Catch you up. A lot of great games going on as we speak. We'll give you a scoreboard update and more after this.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 62,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, mini madness going on, and I am engulfed in it all, trying to follow everything for you here on Pirate Radio Live. Looking at some scores right now. Kansas, a six-point lead over West Virginia. That's the 1-8 matchup in the Big 12 tournament. 11 minutes left to go. 48-42. UConn putting it on Providence. 63-46 in the Big East tournament. 7-10 left to go in that one. UCLA in a tight one. Colorado trying to pull the upset. Bruins up one 59 to 58 over the buffaloes with seven minutes left to go colorado state trying to pull the upset in the mountain west tournament they are tied with san diego state at 48 with 619 left in the game ole miss trailing tennessee by six in the sec tournament looking at finals and uh, by the way ucf has exploded they were down uh you know smu uh had them uh, on the ropes there and UCF responded in a big way right now. Uh, oh, it's tied. The SMU has bounced back. UCF was just up by uh, five or six points. It is now 65 to 65 as they play. 334 left to go. Round one of the AAC tournament. Some finals from earlier today. East Carolina, big performance from Jaden Walker. Big-time performance from a banged-up R.J. Felton. They both had 22. Pirates beating South Florida 73-58. to Pirates went on a run the last, I don't know, seven minutes of the first half. He was down 10 early, took an eight-point lead into the break, and ended up winning by 15. They will play Houston coming up 1 o'clock on a Friday, we'll be here with you with another watch along in the Pirate Radio studios. Looking forward to that. As, uh, Mississippi State got a late bucket uh, with around one second left to go. They beat Florida 69 to 68 in overtime in the SEC tournament. Big win for Rutgers. They are right there on the bubble. They're going to be one of those teams on selection Sunday uh, huddling around the TV to see if they make it in. Got a big win today against Michigan, 62-50, to maybe knocking Michigan out of the NCAA tournament. Uh, VCU wins over Davidson, 71-53 to in the A-10 quarterfinal. Duke all over Pittsburgh, 96-69. to They advance to the semis in the ACC, as does the U, Miami. Big lead on Wake Forest. Wake Forest uh, came screaming back. But Miami wins at 74-72 over Wake Forest. Coming up later tonight, uh, NC State and Clemson. That is a huge game for Clemson. Maybe not so much for NC State. They are uh, pretty safely in. But Clemson on the bubble just uh, dominated NC State a week or so ago. And now they play them again with their season on the line. So that will be a good one coming up tonight. You've also got... 
North Carolina playing Virginia at 7 o'clock. Obviously a huge game for the Tar Heels tonight as they try to make it in as an at-large. Other finals, uh, Ohio State just took care of Iowa 73-69 in the Big Ten tournament. Other games to look at coming up tonight. Tough as nails, Arkansas. Chandler, they're not as good as they were last year. And I still keep riding this team, and the ride is a little bumpy. But they play Auburn tonight. Big game in the SEC tournament, so I'll have some eyeballs on that one. Also coming up uh, later tonight, you've got Villanova and Creighton in the Big East. TCU and Kansas State in the Big 12. Other matchups, LSU, Vanderbilt in the SEC. All those games, nine or later, so some late-night basketball. Arkansas-Auburn is at 7 o'clock. Oklahoma State-Texas at 7 as well. Penn State-Illinois in the Big Ten at 6.30. I've said a mouthful. Everybody got all that? Yep. (laughs) Yep. Washington State-Oregon, Wes, if you're into Pac-12 hoops, which we can't watch. It's 2023 nobody has the pac-12 network Uh, it's unbelievable that we can't watch these basketball games that is frustrating me right now because i have ucla and they are up by one over colorado and this that's quite a shame if i have to be frank thank you for being frank chandler how's your your favorite uh, frank of all time frank thomas Hmm. frank gifford um hold on Wes, you're not a sports guy. Why is Frank Gifford your favorite Frank? Well, think about it. He was a, he was a great sportscaster. He was. No, he I, was. Absolutely. I'm, I'm impressed uh, that that's your favorite Frank. That's and cool. I, I've got another fr- favorite Frank. All right. Well, Frank, Frank Canal. He's the one that um, hired me at this radio station. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. There Thanks you go. Frank. Without Frank. 30, 31 years ago, yes. Wow. How about that? That's awesome. 32 that's years ago. Now. All right, uh, Chandler. Uh, in Stein. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Chandler's favorite Frank is Einstein. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. It took me a while, but I got it. How about? Yes. How about? How about Red Hot? Oh yeah. I don't think I've ever had it before. We were talking hot sauce earlier. Yeah. That is a. I feel like an underrated hot sauce. I'm a pea guy through and through. I don't think I've ever had Frank's Red Hot. Yeah. Oh boy, something's wrong with you. Well, clearly. <laughs> because, I mean... Something's uh, bad wrong with you. So, you like that? You prefer that to Texas Pete? Yeah, I mean... To bad? You, how about... No, you're talking about red hot, like the um, like the sausage dog or whatever. I know, no. you're, ta- I know you're talking about the sauce, yeah. but I'm also thinking about the red hot... Um, oh, sausage uh, or like the hot dogs. And they have the same red hot sauce. Wes, get out of his face, man. Yeah, Relax. Okay. Calm right. down. Uh, <laughs> he was nose to nose with you there. <laughs> Pointing in my face. You son of a... Uh, <laughs> how about... Uh, i tell you what, I'm not a fan of Tabasco. I'm no. not either, but I'm such a hot sauce guy. There's a lot of places that I've been to where the only option they have for hot sauce is Tabasco. So I just I settle for it, but it's not good. Which one it is, is it that uh, has the uh, the little lady in uh, her little? Oh, uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I <laughs> help us out, little Does lady. Slap your mama or something? Oh goodness, no. Let's see. There is one that's like slap your mama or something. No. Slap. Uh, Wes, have you had Louisiana hot sauce? I always hear them on the Braves broadcast. No. 
Yeah, I've never had it either. Find the um, find the cabinet. It's got the uh, got this. It's a round, uh, like a wooden top. All right, hot sauce brands. You got uh, Cholula. Uh, that has a lady on it. Yeah, Cholula. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, Cholula. Cholula. Mm-hmm. You like that? Yeah. Is that for Mexican dishes only, or can you put it on other stuff? You can put it on anything because um, they've got that at Denny's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. There you go. Uh, put it on some eggs texas pete frank's red hot you got that hot sauce on eggs yes yes wes yeah me and wes are connecting today and i'm really liking now let me ask you this talking about putting uh uh hot sauce on your eggs do you put do you put uh uh, uh, ketchup ketchup as well I know well, a lot of people that do that, but yeah, I don't my daddy was my daddy is one who taught me how to do this. He taught you how to put ketchup on yes. eggs. You opened the. Cap. How long was that process? No, I mean it was. Um, <laughs> I got you. Many many years ago. Yeah. All right, son, gather around. I'm going to teach you a life lesson here. Pat the bottom of the bottle. We're not. No, we're not going to change the oil. We're not going. I'm not going to show you how to cut grass. I'm going to show you how to put ketchup on eggs. I mean, sitting at the kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eric says Tabasco has a hint of sweetness. It has its place. Yes, it does. But it's supremely inferior to Texas Pete. Eric's favorite Frank is Frank Furter. Mm-hmm. Um, cold Texas Pete is better than room temp. Fight me, says Eric. Okay. I, I keep my Pete I keep in mine the refrigerated. Fridge. Yeah. I don't. I keep mine out. The yeah. hotter the battle. In the cupboard. Mm-hmm. All right, oh, let's see. On what... the kitchen table. Steve uh, says uh, tapa, Tapatio. Yes, I've heard of that as well. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of hot sauces out there, huh? Mm-hmm. I need to do like a, um, a taste test. There Just you go. Get a bunch of different hot sauces. Wes um, is a competitive eating champion mm-hmm. uh, for the duck sauce category. Yep. You still like duck sauce? Not as hot as that, no. But it, it's all right. Not as what? Not as hot as that, but yeah. What do you? What does that mean? It was it was hotter than normal duck sauce. Oh, 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 oh! It was a spicy it, duck yes, sauce. Yes. I don't think I've ever had spicy duck sauce. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, let's see, there was also we did the uh, what was it? Uh, Uncle Yammy's. Oh yeah, Uncle oh, Yammy's. That was some good sauce. Yes, sir. I enjoyed that. By the way, Wes. Speaking yes. of you and food, um, I don't think you were here, but I came across this vault of pirate radio memories on the old website yeah uh there's several albums of pictures that you can choose from and one of them is you on live at five with troy d and ellerby eating baby food yes and you ate like a lot of it yeah what do you remember the uh was it a competition was it a bet why were you doing that Yeah. yeah how many did you have to eat as many as i could and I what think, i think i went i think i did about 30 let's say oh god 30. let's say you had to eat baby food right now what uh flavor would you choose i had to go with uh banana mm. um that actually sounds kind of tasty um probably do um uh, garden peas that does not when they're mushed together how about you chandler uh probably 
I'm trying to think of some flavors. Here was my initial thought. I was thinking, do they have apple? Because it would kind of be like yes, applesauce, they do. right? Apple, they do. Apple. And I've had, I mean, I've had applesauce before, so I don't think it would be that disgusting from a texture standpoint. Right. I think I would go with that. Banana sounds good. I'm yeah. gonna go with mm-hmm. banana. Yep. Chandler, you're a big coattail rider. When we do these hypothetical situations, you need to come up with your own answer. You're okay. a big. That's a good I, answer. That's mine. I mean, ouch! I guess that's true. Name of name of name of. I don't know, baby. I don't eat baby food. All right, name a vegetable or fruit that you like. Oh, a pear. They don't yeah. make those anymore. They're extinct. We've talked about that on the show. Or like a peach. Okay. A peach they baby. Both, food. They have both of that. Oh yeah. man! All right, you're in. Way to name I'm a fruit. Off the coattail. Way to go, Chandler. Uh, Eric says PRL needs a hot ones episode. You, that would be Wes, cool. you familiar with Hot Ones? You're a big YouTube guy. Hot Ones. Uh, oh, you need to look that up, Wes. I think so. A gentleman interviews a Sean, celebrity. Sean Evans. Yeah. And as they're doing the interview, are they taking shots? No. Are they, they actually have wings. Oh, they're wings. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, eating yeah, wings. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, eating yeah. I've wings. seen that. I've yeah. seen that, yeah. And they have 10 wings, 10 sauces. Progressively. And it, get, and it gets hotter yeah. and hotter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of showcase before they do it they showcase the bottle and you take a bite of the wing and then you have to answer the question from sean evans so these people are literally about to explode with spiciness and they're trying to answer a and it's i mean you said you've seen it but if you haven't yeah. out there it's a really yeah popular youtube tv show that's just that's not fun that, that's like painful there is a place there's an asian place in town and I called in an order, and I said I wanted the spicy steak and rice or whatever. And she said, what number? As in, like, how spicy? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I want a little bit, but I don't want it to overpower. I said, give me, a, like, a two. She said, no, that's not spicy, three. So she, like, called me a sissy boy and made me <laughs> get a higher number. And I ate it, and, like, I was in pain for, like, two hours. But it was so good. But that spice, man, it can, like, ruin your night. You should have sued him. <laughs> no, I'm scared. She There's totally a... alphaed me into getting hotter food than I asked for. Well, I can tell you that um, I used to only eat one particular Chinese um, dish, and that was Kang Pao chicken. Kung Pao? Kung Pao. Yeah. Kang Pao. Kang Pao. Whatever. Kung, I think. Well, the gentleman um, that... Uh, his restaurant i went to he said i've got to start teaching you other things to eat other than um, king pal chicken Kong. so he changed me over to um to duck and then to uh all these other different things i like that and it was night and day everything i ate was just spot on yeah uh that so i guess you were a pretty regular at that store yes sir and he was like this guy's a great customer he really enjoys our kung pao chicken even though he calls it king pao chicken yep and we need to uh expand them uh credit to that gentleman for doing that credit to us for being having an open mind yes and say you know what I, i wouldn't mind trying something else that's right the problem is they have so many options I, I I feel like, and you're a big buffet guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, buffet is the way to go because when I go to a Chinese place, I love a beef and broccoli, but I also love a sweet and sour chicken, but I also love the spicy stuff. Like, I want everything. 
Mm-hmm. It's hard to choose just one. My problem is, and I this is a I might need to get a, a therapist about this. Yeah, you can talk to us, man. Okay, well, sit down. Um, but I have this problem where I go to these places and where I go a lot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't branch out. I don't branch out and try other things on the menu. Hmm, I hmm. always tell Get myself the same thing I, I always, every time. I, but the thing is, is I always this is where the problem starts. You walk in, you say, I'm going to get something different. Mm-hmm. I'm going to branch out. I'm a I'm big go- boy. I'm going to try something other I'm gonna than. I'm going to put my big pants on. I yeah. got my big boy pants on. I'm not going to eat a plain hot dog today. No. And I say, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to grow as a person and as a restaurant goer. For instance, I went to AJ's the other night. My dad was in town over the weekend, and I took my dad. I said, well, let's go to AJ's for dinner. This was Sunday night. And I said, I'm going to probably try to try something different on the menu here at AJ's. What did I do? Back to Old Faithful. Went to Old Faithful again. Got the traditional spicy garlic wings because wow. they are so good you're, at AJ's. You're just you're you're scared to to make that leap. I'm scared to make that leap and it failed. You're you're afraid of the unknown. Even though the unknown could be better, you're afraid to take that step. Yeah. You like your grass as green as it as it as it is now. Uh, well said. Thank you. And you don't want to take that risk of how grass that grew. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> take us a break, Wes. Man. Well said, sir. But Man. guess what? I told my dad, I said, like, I'm going to get these. I would suggest you try them. And he fell in love with the spicy garlic traditional wings at AJ's. Was it T-Pain that fell in love with the strip? Indeed. Right. And he also snapped his fingers. <laughs> with Lil John. <laughs> Susan Deans is here to pick up her Hey, pride. Susan. Chan Man. All right. We'll take a break. Come back. Hour three, Pirate Radio Live. We just completed our fourth hour of radio. We've got one more to go. And we've got a watch along coming up tonight. It is a marathon day here. Appreciate you riding with us on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Alright, welcome back to the program. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduates, Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlanta Wireless Store experience is to inform Illuminate and inspire. Find the local find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live Marathon Day for the Chan Man and I. Had a watch along earlier as ECU took down South Florida 
in the AAC basketball tournament, round one, beat them by 15. That means they get a date with number one Houston coming up on Friday. We will be with you later tonight right here in this studio on YouTube and Facebook Live for our ECU Women's Basketball Watch Along Championship Edition as the Pirates looks to cut down the nets in Fort Worth and advance to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2007. Uh, We will also wrap up this hour with you on Pirate Radio Live with a giveaway and a chat with Billy Weaver, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Weave, how you doing today, man? Doing good, man. Driving all around uh, the state of North Carolina, but having a good time. And I love this time of year. I love the conference tournaments. I love the NCAA tournaments. I love the brackets. I love talking about it and you know what makes it even better weave when east carolina is in the midst of this march madness i i can still find joy as a basketball fan uh in march madness in this time of year but throw in sprinkle in some ecu with it and there's nothing better pirates winning today uh season odds say will come to an end tomorrow but at least they have a shot against houston and then you got the women playing tonight against houston for a chance to make it to the ncaa tournament so the pirates uh having a little march madness of their own this year it's been fun so you're saying we're a basketball school now right uh right now we are billy you cannot deny it especially (laughs) on the women's side and i tweeted last night uh it's been a long time since lacoya terry and jasmine young uh were able to lead ecu to the tournament and it was cool to see both of them on twitter respond with a let's go pirates so that's going back a ways uh billy you probably remember those days covering uh they played rutgers in the first round of the tournament it's been what 16 years now so kim mcneil trying to get them back to the tournament this year yeah, I actually went that that game uh, in the first round of the NCAA tournament was, if I remember correctly, at Michigan State. I went and covered that, uh, and it snowed that uh, <laughs> that that weekend in the first round of the NCAA tournament. That was a pretty cool deal, and uh, yeah, bringing back some old memories. But East Carolina's basketball team, man, they're, they're, the ladies are just. They're outstanding. They're really fun to watch. Did you see the the uh, behind the back or the no look? Oh yeah, by Maya Joiner. Yeah, man, I because I tuned into some of the game last night and I was like, wow, that's special. And you know, living in Farmville now and and being literally right across the street from the high school, I I, I am a self proclaimed Farmvillian now. So I'm you know, folks around there are very proud of her. Well, we'll talk about the Farmville Central uh, boys team in a moment, but ECU women looking to go to the tournament. How about bracketology? Women's bracketology weave has ECU right now in as a 13 seed taking on number four seed North Carolina in Chapel Hill in the first round of the tournament. How much fun would that be? Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be really cool. I, I just hope some ECU fans would get up there and yeah. and back this team and they get some, you know, a good groundswell. And that's what, you know, that's what East Carolina needs as far as basketball goes. They need some success on the court. You know, we've talked about this time and time again. They The, the teams just need to get some success and they'll get fans behind them. East Carolina fans are some of the best in the country. I mean, they really are at everything. Look at the baseball program. You know, over the years, ECU's baseball program has proven to be a winner year after year. And the fan, 
base continues to grow, and it's even even now still growing. Um, the ECU football team through the years has had success kind of on and off, and, you know, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, it's every Saturday. It doesn't matter. It's it's always a great atmosphere, and, you know, they're always atop of the attendance, uh, you know, as far as the, the group of five or whatever you want to look at outside of the, you know, the big conferences usually leads the – the nation or is up there in the top five in attendance so all they have to do is be successful and and you know the fans will show up on the men's side another date with houston after today's win Jaden walker was awesome with 22 rj felton several highlights for the pirates today with 22 of his own and they advanced to play one more day and uh, odds are going to be against them billy houston will be a 20 plus point favorite like they were when they came into mengees a couple weekends ago but for mike schwartz Year one, trying to to build his program, his culture, the way he wants to run things to get this conference tournament win. That's great uh, for uh, no matter what happens from here on out. Uh, that, that was big for them to go get that W today. Well, you hit it right on the head. No matter what happens here on out, that means the Pirates are playing with house money. They can go into this next game against Houston. I mean, just absolutely relaxed. They have. Nothing to lose and everything to win. You know, they looked good today. They were down double digits yeah. in the first half of that game and came back and won by 15. They were up at halftime, and um, it was nice to see the two seniors play the entire first half. Luigi, man, he's he's fun to watch just because he's such a good guy, um, seven-footer, and, you know, he played the entire first half and got the start. So that was awesome that, you know, Mike Schwartz wanted to kind of um, you know, give you USF a, a different look in that first half, and it paid off. And then, you know, East Carolina just kind of kept the foot on the gas in the second half, and that was nice to see. But, you know, like you said, now is the big test, and, um, you know, they've got nothing to lose in this. I just hope they go out and make a great showing and kind of get some confidence going into the offseason. Here I am sounding like they're definitely going to lose. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like Dumb and Dumber. You're saying so. You're saying there's a chance. They have a better chance than South Florida, Billy. I know that much after beating them today. So, <laughs> very, very, very true. We got a shot. Uh, ACC tournament. Yeah, ACC tournament. Maybe lost its luster over the years with with adding so many teams and just the way college athletics uh, has taken on more of a business thing than a kind of local regional feel uh but still a little bit of nostalgia you had wake forest coming back but losing to miami earlier today uh two point uh defeat there the hurricanes win duke wins by 30 plus against pitt as they show no mercy to uh, jeff capel and the panthers coming up tonight two really important games we've north carolina playing for their tournament lives against virginia and then clemson playing for their ncaa tournament lives against uh baby t and nc state state put it on virginia tech last night clemson blew out state just a couple weeks ago last time they played so two very important games uh for carolina and for clemson tonight yeah, a lot of parity in the ACC now, but, you know, getting back to what you were saying about, you know, maybe losing some of its luster in the ACC tournament, I'm just glad to see that it's in Greensboro because yeah. it just never it never felt right, never seemed right in D.C. or New York or wherever you uh, were. Tampa, I think they put it in Florida one year. So. Yeah, it, it just, when it's away from North Carolina, and, and I think the ACC, you know, I, I give them credit, I, I get it, you know, NASCAR did that 
same kind of thing. They wanted to branch out of the southeast, and they were like, you know, they they started abandoning tracks in the southeast that really made uh, NASCAR what it is. And I think the ACC kind of did the same thing, kind of abandoning North Carolina, and they wanted to be more of a national. And I, and I, they're still in the, you know, like I said, with with. Washington, D.C., New York, Tampa, still on the East Coast. It's not like, you know, a complete national thing where they took the tournament to California or anything, but they they went away from the grassroots of North Carolina, and I think that hurt the ACC. Uh, It definitely did in attendance. I mean, you would never see, you know, games against, you know, NC State and Wake Forest, so, you know, as an example, that, that game would still be hugely and largely attended in Greensboro, so much up in New York, so it's. I, I would, I'm just glad to see it back in in Greensboro. We'll see what happens tonight. Virginia and UNC at seven, and then after that, it's NC State and Clemson as they play quarterfinal action. All right, so women's hoops tonight. We'll be here with you. Another watch along. More giveaways. Going to have a lot of fun. So hang out with us on YouTube, Facebook, ECU Houston, one o'clock on Friday. We'll be here for that one as well. And uh, of course, keeping you up to date on all the other tournament action. Also, let's throw in some baseball, Billy. A productive midweek for ECU. Although Tuesday around like I don't know 7 38 o'clock everybody was freaking out because you had powder purple uniforms and you're losing to Queens and there's no audio on the broadcast it was a complete pirate fan meltdown you win a game and then win another one on Wednesday things aren't so bad but for a while there uh, I thought Boneyard Banner was going to melt down Billy Oh, I, you know, I saw the same thing. <laughs> I remember turning it on. I turned it on. Well, first of all, I wanted to turn it on, obviously, to see the the uniforms. Um, but they looked a little bit better on social media than they did on that crappy broadcast. <laughs> I still want to see them in, in person, though, because so, I, I, the jury is out with me on those purple uniforms. Um, different, definitely. Um, and I'm much more of a fan of the royal purple, which is East Carolina's official color. Uh, and old gold. Um, I, so I'm kind of on the fence with the uniforms. I, I don't hate them, but I don't love them. Um, but I, I was kind of in the same boat with everybody else, watching a crappy feed with, with no sound and thinking, oh, man, if they lose this game, they need to burn those uniforms. <laughs> I, I think a lot of the Pirate fans were thinking the same thing, but big rally and extra innings to come back and win that game and show some heart. But I have to do I, I do have to say the Queen's starting pitcher, that number fifty, I can't remember yeah. the name right off the top of my head. Bagwell, I remember the last name. Yeah, pitched pitched a heck of a game and he should be proud. That's that's a, a program that is only a division one program this year. Last year they were division two, they moved up to division one this year. So uh, that you talk about a monumental effort for that team and had they come out with a win over a top twenty five D1 program, man, that would have been a feather in, in, in the, the cap of Queens, but uh, luckily for East Carolina fans, that wasn't the case. Pirates have Liberty coming up this weekend at home, three-game series beginning on Friday. We, we talked a little bit about Keaton Mitchell uh, making his trip to the Combine, C.J. Johnson. Johnson was able to meet with teams, talk to teams, unfortunately unable to uh, compete in any of the drills due to an injury, but Keaton Mitchell was like top three three out of running backs and everything you participated in he didn't do uh, it looks like he 
didn't do a bench press, didn't do some of the drills, but was top three in 40 in the uh, 10-yard split. He had the fastest time. Uh, Vertical, I think he was number one. Um, So... I think impressed. We we'll, we'll got to wait now until draft day, but I don't think he hurt himself at all out there in Indianapolis. So, uh, what do you think? No, I don't think he hurt himself at all. I think he probably improved his stock a little bit. And somebody's going to get a heck of a running back. They really are. And to tell you the truth, I don't care what the guy bench presses. I really don't because I want to see him get in the open field and break away and, and outrun people. And he's got NFL speed. Um, and I think he, like I said, somebody is going to get a great back. I, I just hate it that, you know, NFL running backs these days just don't last very long. Uh, you know, used to be back in the day, um, you know, NFL, if you were a running back in the NFL, those, you were a high commodity. And that's just not the case anymore. It's all about wide receivers and quarterbacks. Um, and, you know, D linemen, offensive linemen, it seems like the running back is, kind of the you know the bottom of the totem pole so to speak so i i just hope that somebody takes a chance on him in the early rounds because i think they'll get a heck of a running back billy we were joining us pirate radio live line here on a thursday edition of pirate radio live uh we've we will wrap it up with some nascar talk uh william byron uh, getting the win in Las Vegas and uh, talked to uh, our friend Coach Mac McCarthy earlier this week and said, uh, who do we like in Phoenix? And I think he is a Kevin Harvick homer, but he said, "Who all, who's won the most races in Phoenix? Who always wins in Phoenix? And I said, Harvick? And he said, Kevin Harvick. So he's going with the old man Harvick. Uh, what do you think about this weekend in Phoenix? Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Um, you know, it seems like that's the thing about NASCAR is – um, if you've got good notes on a track and a track hasn't changed any significantly, like it hasn't been repaved, it hasn't been reconfigured, they haven't done something like, you know, extremely different like Daytona or, uh, you know, Lowe's Motor, well, Charlotte Motor Speedway now, uh, with their Roval, you know, there's not any major changes. Guys that are successful at tracks are successful there for a reason because they figured it out. They figured something out. Kevin Harvick has definitely figured out that track, and you know, so I, I would I would definitely not uh, sneeze at that pick at all because you know, like I said, if you've got good notes on a track, you've been successful there, um, you're going to run at the top of the field, and if that's the case, you got a good shot to win. Billy Weaver joining us today, my co-host on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Collins Show, who already put in his one-year notice that he's going to be at the big house in Michigan. So, going to miss game one, but hopefully uh, we'll have Weave here the remainder of the season. Billy, I appreciate you joining us today, man. We will uh, check in with you again soon. No problem. I appreciate it, man. And uh, go Pirates tonight, man. I'm actually excited to watch that game, and hopefully we can – you know, have another banner in Minji's Coliseum. Wouldn't that be nice? Let's hang another banner. I like it. Billy Weaver joining us today on the show. Thank you, Weave. All right, let's uh, get a break in. We'll come back. Got more for you on Pirate Radio Live. When we return, you'll have a chance to be a winner. We've been giving it away all week. Shrimp taco lunch at Chico's in honor and celebration of 40 years for Chico's. How about that? Lordy, lordy. Look who's 40. Let's do it. We're going to do that after this timeout and have more for you on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Brown and Wood is your home with the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's go over to Wes with the Wells Fargo Financial Report. Wes. Yes, the Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. The Dow, it closed at 32,255. That's down 544. The NASDAQ closed down 238 at 11,338. And the S&P 500 closed 64 points down at 39.18. On your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing, calls Wells Fargo Advisors LLC. Today, at 756-6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now back into the studio of Pirate Radio Live, here is Cliff Rock. All right, Wes. Um, that time I did not dance and distract you, and you uh, read it quite well. So maybe it was my my problem, my fault last week. I never looked at you. <laughs> <laughs> I did the whole thing without looking at you. Great so. focus uh, from Wes Hines there. Well done. All right. Um, we got some audio for you. Uh, you can see it in video form. Uh, I go hoist the colors has it on YouTube. Mike Schwartz, Jaden Walker, R.J. Felton following the win today over USF. So let's hear what they had to say to reporters after the victory over the Bulls. All right, welcome. Uh, we're joined uh, today by East Carolina coach Michael Schwartz, uh, players Jaden Walker and R.J. Felton. Coach, before we get to questions, if you would give us just some general comments about the game. Yeah, just uh, great respect for Coach Gregory and the South Florida program and their players. Uh, we've had three hard-fought games this season. Just the ultimate respect for Coach Gregory and his program. Uh, very proud of our guys to come back and fight, especially after a little bit of a slow start, uh, you know, in terms of the first four minutes particularly, but very proud of these two guys and our whole group for fighting, uh, you know, the rest of the way, and we we're fortunate to be able to win this game. All right, do we have questions? Okay, from the front. Jaden, Jaden, RJ, it felt like you guys just took over this thing after that slow start. What seemed to be working for you guys? You both finished with 22 points. What seemed to be the momentum there heading into that final stretch after that slow start? Uh, yeah, Bill, can't move one over the time, like, down to three games when um when Javon um when Javon went down, we had a new man step up. Jay Walk had to step up in that role. I um, step up in the PG spot. He's on, he's on, prevailing in the role, and I'm learning how to play off of him. We we build that chemistry over the past times, and um we're looking on um, to set each other up on and off the ball. No further questions from the front. Okay, Chuck, let's go to Zoom. Hey, on the Zoom, we can start with uh, Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector, please. Uh, Coach, for you guys to turn them over 14 times, then to score 19 points off of those turnovers, 
I guess how how important was that to to coming back on them and also just you know just keep keeping that distance against them. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know about keeping the distance, but defense was definitely what we knew we had to do to have a chance to, to you know, to to win this game. They're extremely explosive offensive team. Uh, both our first two games, we talked about that we had guarded well for a lot of the game, but we had two stretches in both games where we allowed them to go on 10-0, 12-0 runs that ended up being the difference in the game. So we couldn't allow that to happen. And, and turnovers, obviously, if you can force some turnovers, that does a, you know, that, that that's probably the number one thing you can do to stop a team from going on a run, especially if you can convert on those turnovers. But defense was just such a huge aspect of our game plan going into the game. And once we stopped turning the ball over ourself within the first four minutes of the game, uh, we were able to set our defense. You can't set your defense if you're turning the ball over because they're out running. So once we could set our defense, even if we didn't make the shot, uh, we could set our defense. And I thought our guys were excellent on that end tonight. Hey, we'll go next to Steve and I go, please. Uh, Jaden, the first time y'all met South Florida, the first two times you were playing more off the ball, playing point guard tonight, how did that maybe change things for you guys, you know, as far as game plan and obviously just kind of change the flow of the game and, you know, how it, how it came out. You know, piggybacking off of what RJ said, uh, we took a loss from Jamal Small. You know, he got injured earlier in the season and I started playing point guard, so I had to step up. And tonight, you know, I just had to keep being aggressive. And once we got through that little shaky start we had at the beginning of the game, the game started to slow down and – you know, just was looking for my teammates to be in the right spots, and we was able to capitalize off of that. Okay. Other questions, please? Uh, Coach, you know, Harris ended up scoring, I think, 26, but he had to take 22 sh shots to do it. So were you happy with kind of just how much y'all made him work to get those those points? Well, you know, you and I talked about this before we headed to Fort Worth, and you just can't shut him down. I mean, you can try, and you're going to do that, and that was obviously our focus. But if you put if you put it on shutting him down, and that ends up being what your barometer is of success, uh, you know, you're not going to come out on the on the positive end of that a lot because he's that dynamic of a score. But what you can do is you can try and make him take shots on our terms, which I thought we did tonight. We got him off the line um, a few times, whereas in the first two games, he got those threes up. And when he can shoot the ball comfortably, he can put a 6-0, 9-0 run on you in a hurry. So to make him take 22 shots, that that's an advantage for us because not only that, but maybe Shu was a little bit less involved in the game because uh, – you know, he, he's a huge part of their offense, too. And great credit to Luigi Debo and what he did. Obviously, he started, I would venture to say, without looking at it, this is probably as close to a career high in minutes, if not it, for him tonight. And for him to battle on that end defensively uh, versus their big fella, you know, give great credit to Luigi. Coach, how, how important was the, the perimeter game for you guys, just even offensively? I know Dave hit three three-pointers in the in the first half, and then obviously RJ hit four more in the second half. Just I'm sure spacing the floor wise, but how, how important was that for you guys offensively? Yeah, it's really important. But again, you know, uh, these guys to, to my left are the ones that, that did it. They knew, you know, we went in with the game plan of understanding what we wanted on offense to play with a purpose. Uh, we tried to execute. We just turned it over. Uh, it doesn't matter how much purpose you have. If you give the ball to the other team, you're not going to have good results. But once Jaden, uh, you know, kind of felt and got comfortable in the game, reading their ball screen defense, I thought Jaden, as he has done the last six or seven games, did a fantastic job picking apart in terms of where the pass needed to go. 
I mean, that's all he can do. Once he's reading the coverage of their post defender, reading the coverage of the on-ball defender, he makes the next play. And then RJ, Dave, and other guys stepped up and made shots today. You can't count on shots going in all the time, but what you can't what you can count on, excuse me, is making the right read. And Jaden and RJ did that, and we capitalized by making some shots, which is big for us. Okay, next we'll go to Eric Gullickson, please. Hey guys, congratulations. Um, you got a big test on board tomorrow against Houston team. You guys just saw very recently, uh, just a couple weekends ago, you know, what can you guys kind of take out of that game and, and seeing them in person, uh, to help you get ready for tomorrow? Any of the players well, yeah. playing against Houston the first time, it was more of a learning experience than anything. Uh, they had beat us on the glass a lot. We had, we had to focus on, um, on rebound and um and um learn matching up to the physicality to them. Yes, yes, they're the number one team. Kudos and I give respect to them. But I, I just feel like I just feel like we just got to match their energy as uh, as we play against them. Coach, before we let you go, um, the ECU women's team is playing for the conference championship tonight. Anything you want to uh, have to say about uh, on, on their behalf? Go Pirates. Let's get a championship tonight. Mike Schwartz. Yes, Go ladies. <laughs> Mike Schwartz and the players, RJ Felton, Jade Walker, uh, rooting on Kim McNeil's team tonight as they take on Houston. The men will take on Houston coming up on Friday. So uh, this could be the last time these teams meet on the basketball court with Houston heading to the Big 12. So Pirates looking to pull a major upset on the men's side and looking to beat Houston for the second time this year on the women's side of things. Uh, Temple has done it this year. They have knocked off Houston. Why not us tomorrow at 1 o'clock? And then I know it's going to be a late night. I know the guys are going to have to be in their hotels and get some sleep. But it will be cool if we're watching this game tonight for the watch-along and they kind of pan to the crowd and, and they show the guys supporting the women tonight. So, um, But, uh, yeah, Pirates taking over um, Fort Worth and hopefully getting some wins here. All right, Wes Hines, do the honors. Open up the booty bag. Booty, 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 Give me some booty, volume. Booty, oh. booty, 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 That's what I'm talking about. 317-1250. We are giving away shrimp taco lunch at Chico's. My favorite thing to get at Chico's, the shrimp taco, although I get three instead of one because I'm a big boy. That can be yours if you are caller number four right now. 317-1250, 317-1250. Caller four is a winner. We'll be back. Uh, today is a special day. We'll tell you why. Also, um, do we need to um, maybe look ahead at something, Chandler? Yes, yes, we do. We'll do that, too. Yep. When we return, Pirate Radio Live after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Mani Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmanispa.com. Enjoy your visit, love your transformation, and congratulations to Steve Fuller, Halftime Steve. Halftime Steve. Halftime Steve, as we like to call him. He was the winner of a free shrimp taco lunch from Chico's. Grab your amigos and join Chico's for their 40th anniversary party on Saturday, March 11th from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. There will be live music and entertainment for the Purple School Bus and DJ Dog in the Chico's parking lot. It's the biggest fiesta of the year, and it's free. Make your plans now to be at Chico's on Saturday, March 11th, starting at 1 o'clock. Congratulations to Chico's on 40 years in business. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Brock. All right. He's halftime Steve because halftime of ECU men's basketball games. Uh, Chandler and I go outside and talk to him, recap the first half. He usually tells us a bad joke or two. And uh, I love how we have gotten to where when we go out there now, it's literally it's a joke every time he doesn't even say hello he just goes right into his material yes he does uh but i uh, really enjoy uh our chats with halftime steve glad he was able to win a uh, chico's prize today uh still action going on as it's uh wall-to-wall college basketball time folks and right now i've got san jose state and nevada on from the mountain west tournament san jose san jose state scores first uh games uh dayton playing right now as well they're up 25 16 on st joe's in the a10 tournament uh tipping off soon will be washington state oregon uh, about an hour from now penn state illinois and then a slew of games in the seven o'clock hour including arkansas auburn north carolina virginia oklahoma state texas uh all that on your buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck the buck all right um happy do you know what today is chandler it is coach mo day yeah they call it coach mo day Wes, why is today coach mo day scotty montgomery do you know nope think, yeah. of, the, think of the date it is march the 9th it is three nine, and for three years here at East Carolina, that was his went three and nine. Yeah. Yep. So uh, it is Coach Mo Day. I've seen that floating around on social media. Uh, but speaking of, we don't want to look back, Chandler. We want to look forward. Yes, we do. We uh, we don't need a rearview mirror. We just need a windshield because we are looking ahead, and there are dates and key dates that we are looking forward to and one of those is later this calendar year absolutely but people were wanting to know but i have to do something now since we started this back i haven't been able to have the honor of telling shirley Rhodes to do this but i am proud to tell wes hines for the second straight week mm. to back his fat mm. truck up back it up right now wes. look at that thing backing up Folks, back, back, back it up. Now, I understand that ECU basketball is going on. you got the men winning today. They'll play tomorrow at 1 o'clock against Houston. You've got the women winning last night. They'll be playing for a chance in the dance tonight around 9, 9.30-ish against Houston. We'll be here. Watch along. YouTube, Facebook Live. Come join us. Basketball is going on right now, but there's some people out there that are strictly football fans. 
and they're wondering, man. I call them pigskin heads. Yeah. Hey, pigskin heads, guess what? We've got a number of days away until ECU kicks off their 2023 campaign and no other than the Big House in Ann Arbor, Michigan. That number is 177 days away until the Pirates make the trip to Ann Arbor into the Big House and take on the Wolverines of Michigan. 177 days and now people are like, that is just way too long. I can't go 177 days until I see ECU football. Well, guess what, folks? Hey, Pigskin Heads, they even made an event after you guys. It's on April 8th, the Pigskin Pigout, the Purple Gold Game, the Spring Game. It is April 8th. That is 30 days away. Wow. So 177 days away from opening the 2023 season for ECU football against Michigan in Am Arbor in the Big House. And then 30 days away until ECU takes on ECU in the Purple Gold game, the spring game, the pigskin pig out. It's an awesome time here in Greenville. So 30 days away from that, 177 days until ECU versus Michigan. All of that on the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff. The ECU football countdown to kickoff is brought to you by David Price Construction, run by ECU alumni. David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. Give them a call today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. For all your commercial or custom residential and building needs, David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Well done, Chandler. Thank you, sir. I am. Uh, I like to diversify my bonds. I'm into hoops. I'll be out at Clark Leclerc a lot between now and football season. But I'm also uh, I'm a pigskin head as well. So all of that gets my juices going. Yes, sir. And Wes, great to see you back that fat truck up. I love to see you do it. Well, Wes does it because you asked me. <laughs> Wes has got a fat dump truck that he backs up. I love to see you back it up, but man, I hate to see you park it. <laughs> well, he tried. He tried. Uh, All right. Thank you, uh, award-winning David Price Construction. Yes, sir. For the countdown to kickoff. All right. Uh, we got to take one more break. You want to go ahead and do that now? Yeah. Let's do it now. We'll take our final break. Come back. You're ready to wrap it up. Uh, go home, say hello to our families, and then go on another tour of duty tonight. Another watch along. I'm running on fumes. It's going to be a late one. But man, if ECU can win it tonight and go to the women's NCAA tournament, it'll all be worth it. We'll be back with you to wrap up Pirate Radio Live after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program. If you missed the show on Pirate Radio and if you happen to miss this show today, don't worry. You can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archive logo programming by subscribing to us on wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your phone or visit PR927FM.com. Let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We'll wrap this baby up. And if you're listening to our live Thursday edition, late night tonight, we want you to, if you're uh, on the couch, in bed, wherever you are, in your living room, pull us up on YouTube, pull us up on Facebook, and join us as we try to pull the ladies through tonight. It's a women's watch along championship edition, ECU versus Houston. It says they'll tip off at nine. No chance, as Vince McMahon's uh, music said, no chance in hell that it starts at nine because there's a game tipping off at seven in that same arena. So we're thinking around 9 30 ish. We'll uh, get underway. The game will get underway, and we'll be here with you late night. We've got four shirts. We've got four. It looks like we got two Chico's gift cards, a couple of tiebreakers gift certificates. So a lot to uh, give away, and a lot of fun shall be had coming up later on tonight. Uh, YouTube and Facebook, make sure you are subscribing. Give us a like, and, uh, and have a lot of fun, as Eric is having fun on the YouTube feed. Uh, Eric says, great respect to Coach Schwartz. It's Mike Schwartz's go-to line uh, to start every press conference to the opposing coach. Also says, what's more terrifying as a coach, facing one of the best teams in the country or facing Patrick Mason after the game? Patrick Mason. I would say Patrick Mason. The calmest pot-stirrer antagonist in mankind history. Uh, Chad says, any special guests for tonight's watch-along? Well, Chad, I'm glad you uh, you asked me that. We are we've reached out to The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, uh, planning to have him here coming up later tonight. Uh, we reached out to Andre Ware, uh, Houston graduate, former Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> yeah, I think he's flying in. Yep. Um, WNBA uh, legend Lisa Leslie uh, could be joining us to talk about it. So yeah, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, Hakeem, did you add a few letters I, to I, it? I actually know. I, I tickled myself before, and I, I laughed. I said, ha-ha, Hakeem. Uh, Hakeem, <laughs> Olajuwon, Clyde the Glide Drexler uh, will be joining us as well. Some ECU greats, uh, Blue Edwards will be here. Darius Mora, I believe, might stop in. Yeah, so we've got uh, a packed house tonight, a lot of special guests, and uh, going to be a lot of fun. Jasmine Young's going to stop by. I'll be giving away. Uh, we're giving away an oversized check for one million dollars. One of those novelty checks <laughs> that you can't cash, but you can own a giant novelty check signed by Pirate Radio for a million dollars. Be uh, handing that we're out. Going to have a photo op. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got a Duncan booth. We're going to have in here. And uh, every time the Pirates hit a three, Chandler's going to get in the booth. I'm going to throw a. Uh, I'm going to chest pass a, a basketball. If it hits the target, Chandler goes in the water. Wes is putting together that dunking booth right now. How's that coming along, Wes? I got a little bit more water to get in there. 
<laughs> got a little He's bit. He's got the hose in there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, got the water filling that up. You know, we probably should have put it in here before you put the water in it. <laughs> Cause now, all right, drain it. We got a dag on. Oh, you got to drain it, Wes. You got no, it. no. You just put um, put the other camera in in here. Okay, that? well, now you're now we got that one. Right now there. you're working smarter, not harder. I like it. So yeah, Chad, all that coming up tonight. All right, is that enough to get you excited? Glad you asked, Chad. Or do you need more? Because we do have more. We have live and we have a live petting zoo <laughs> that we're gonna bring in here. We've got uh, a. Uh, <laughs> we've got some clowns from the Shriners Club. Clowns, balloons. Oh, they're gonna uh, be driving their little cars like yeah. they're in a parade. Yeah. Around the table. Yeah. We're gonna have that tonight. Uh, the Clydesdales are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna have in this studio right here four Clydesdales. <laughs> We're, gonna, we're, actually, we're, we're actually gonna watch the game, the whole game, on top of one. We're gonna have one in on that side of the wall. So we got four wall we got four walls. Yeah. Yeah. One on each wall. Chandler and I will be perched atop two of them. And uh And you cannot come here and pet one. It's just for us. No, this is just for us, but you will be able to see it on Facebook Live and YouTube. So, Chad, does that answer your question? A lot of special guests coming up tonight on the Watch Along. All right, thanks for tuning in. We're going to take a break. I might try to take a cat nap, but we will be back uh, coming up at around 9.30. ECU women versus Houston winner to the Big Nance. Wes, great job, buddy. Thank you, sir. And Chandler, we'll see you a little later. See you later. Bring them in. Right. This Start, the Clydesdales are here. All right, c- come on in. <laughs> Did you bring the pee-pee and poo-poo pad? <laughs> we'll, we'll see you Friday at 3. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.